Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. A particularly warm welcome to those of you in the UK watching on Viaplay Extra in full and glorious HD. Nice to have your company on air. Sunday evening at just after five o'clock if you have managed to wrestle the TV remote away uh, from your family. Around the world on RS2, IMSA Radio, live and free, no subscription required there. And of course across the uh, North American continent on XM, Sirius XM 207 as well as IMSA TV. It's been an intriguing couple of days that have led us to this point as we're ready to get the Chevrolet Grand Prix underway. The Canadian fans only get one opportunity to see the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and they come out in their droves. The pit lane has just been cleared uh, from the pit walk. At times, we couldn't actually see the cars on the pit lane. Before we take you very much further, we'll remind you there are Bormanville, Ontario for this race. 2.4 miles, 2.459 if you want to be very pedantic. There are 10 corners on the circuit and the track has looked pretty much as we see it now since 1961. Famous in Grand Prix circles for the first ever a dispersal and use of a safety car, although we probably should gloss over that because it didn't go awfully well and people are still arguing about who won that race. Uh, this weekend, we've got plenty of action areas for you, including Turn 5 at Moss Corner and towards the end of the back straight at uh, Turn 8, that's the Mario Andretti straight. There's an opportunity as well to dive down the inside at, White Cor at White's Corner, Turn number 10. It's not been all plain sailing, Hello, everybody. I'm John Hindorf. Jeremy Shaw is alongside me in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre. Shea Adam is in the pit lane and can give us an update on one of the cars that has not had it all their own way this weekend. And that's the Lexus. Shea. It, and it very nearly looked like we were not going to have the second place in the championship Lexus starting today's race. Frankie Montecalvo went out for morning warm-up and had something fail in the car. They decided they didn't have time to diagnose it and rather they needed to just put a new engine in the number 12 Vassar Sullivan GT3 RCF. So this car has a brand new power plant and it is fired up back in the garage three hours total to do the engine change and from the time that the old one came out to when the new one was put in 45 minutes. Massive amount of applause goes towards the mechanics for the number 12 Vassar Sullivan crew and to be honest there's not enough beer in the entire country of Canada to reward them for that hard work but that car will not roll out with the rest of the field it will sit in the pit lane as everybody else gets the advantage of getting heat into their Michelins Frankie Montecalvo will be allowed to leave the pit lane after the last car has seen the green flag and then he's gonna have to serve a drive-through penalty on top of that long day for the 12th it always seems very difficult for me that that is the case, but I understand that that is to dissuade 
uh, people from just changing engines between qualifying uh, and the race. Mind, if you're going to uh, reward your uh, crew with beer, then uh, there is some very good uh, brews up here uh, that would do nicely. Thank you very much indeed. At the front of the field, Tom Blomqvist has another pull position for Acura. Indeed, it's an Acura front row lockout between the number 60 Myshank racing with Kerbag and Janian Carr. That's the white and pink machine and the number 10 blue and black of Conning and Minolta Acura. That's the Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport. Behind them, Whelan Engineering, Cadillac and Cadillac Racing. The 31 is the red and dark grey car. The 01 is the gold-fronted car uh, with the grey hindquarters. Then it's Porsche Penske Motorsports. The number seven, Philippe Nazar, the best of the 963s. Then the two BMWs outside of row three for Augusto Farbutfus, inside of row four for Nick Yellily, just off the back of winning the CrowdStrike Spa 24 hours in a GT car, 24 and 25 in sixth and seventh, and making up the GTP field uh, in eighth position outside of row four. Uh, relatively new at the championship, JDC Miller Motorsports have just had their Porsche 963. The bright yellow machine is in a very creditable eighth position and will start ahead of the second of the Porsche Penske Motorsports number six. It's Riley on pole position in LMP3 with the 74 car. Car Robinson starting that. Jack Hawksworth is the best of the GTD Pro cars in 16th for Vasa Sullivan. And Roman De Angelis has the heart of racing Aston Martin number 27 the best of the GTDs. Slightly overcast at the moment here in Bowmanville, Ontario. Air temperature 23 Celsius. That is 73 Fahrenheit. It's 90 Fahrenheit, or if you prefer, 32 on the track. Perfect day to go motor racing. Two hours and 40 minutes. And Jeremy Shaw, we've been entertained the last couple of races in the IMSA WeatherTech sports car championship this is a different sort of challenge just two hours and 40 minutes so one of the shorter races here but still has to be planned to absolute perfection and executed to perfection by all of these teams as i mean tom Blomqvist qualified on the pole last season but uh, didn't win the race uh, that's something they want to change for this year and i tell you what he's got the perfect guy alongside him to do that we call him brown will take the second stint in this number 60 car. He's won four times here uh, over the last uh, eight, eight years. Uh, won uh, the PC category in 15 and 16. It won overall in 2018 in the LMP2 car. And he won last year in an LMP3. So he knows how to get it done. He was the quickest guy in practice. Uh, his teammate was quickest in qualifying. It's all looking good for Meyer Shank Racing, but you're right, they've got to get the strategy right as well. Shea Adam, you've heard from down in the pit lane. It'll be we three that take you through our Porsche keys to the race is watch that track position. Only 34 cars. We had 57 cars last time out uh, at Watkins Glen, just a few hours south of us here, I suppose. But uh, here we've only got two and a half miles or 3.9K to play with. And in practice, it did seem to be more busy than it should have been for just having 34 cars. Watch your mistakes. It's a long pit lane here. If you have to do a drive through the tyres, well, it doesn't seem to be particularly hard on tyres. It's far more about that track position. It's king here. Get ready to go racing. 
we have two by two and a split prototype and GT field coming round the final corner. We go green and two hours and 40 minutes are counting down with Tom Blomqvist leading to the line, but he gets jumped by Ricky Taylor in the black and blue car who knows to head for a moment or two. But of course, on the inside line, Tom Blomqvist just eased his way through the first corner over the top of the brow at Clearton and down the hill as the GTs come. Well, that's a bit more ragged there and a great start for Jack Hawksworth who jumps away from Jules Gounon in WeatherTech Racing's Mercedes in second position. Everyone else jostling as they go underneath the Chevrolet Grand Prix walkover bridge and down to the bottom of the hill. The front of the field already through Moss Corner. That's named after Sir Sterling Moss and yes, he was here when that was carved out back in 1961. Phenomenal circuit that we've had here that has barely changed in those 61 years or so since we were first racing here. Good start by both of the classes, the GTs, uh, the uh, GTs, split from the LMPs and the GTPs, Jeremy, and at the end of the first lap, Tom Blancvist has done the first thing he needed to do, he leads the first lap. Yeah, really good, clean first lap from him. Uh, Ricky Taylor tried to steal a march on him there, he kind of hung back coming through the final corner before the green flag, was on the throttle early, but uh, Tom Blancvist was, was wise that he, he maintained that inside line uh, into turn one, and, and, Ricky, and uh, Ricky Taylor wisely uh, gave, him, uh, gave him that corner. So he tucks into second place, but it was a nice try. Uh, GTD, yeah, I mean, Jack Hawksworth, he's not messing around, is he? He leads the championship uh, on the pole position, uh, uh, coming off another win, second of the season last time out at Watkins Glen. He wants another one here, and he, he took off with, uh, with an emphasis at the start of that green flag. Uh, into the pit lane for the Lexus number 12. Engine change between qualifying and the race means they started from the pit lane and they must have a drive through, which, as I said, always seems a bit uh, iffy to me, but I understand why it's done. Sean Creech Oops. Motorsport has a spin at the entrance to Moss Corner. That's the number 33 car that has gone around one of the LMP3 runners. Lance Wilsey started that Ligier. We've got Ligiers and Duquesnes in that class. And that's put him right into the front of the GT field. And I don't think that's going to be uh, very helpful for the GT cars as they go through. Jack Hawks with Jules Goudon, Alex Riberos, Roman De Angelis there trying to hold on to his position ahead of Jordan Taylor. Now, that's a GTD, Aston Martin, the number 27, and the bright yellow number three, Mobile One Corvette Racing Corvette, is a GTD Pro. Right now, and towards the end of the race, that matters not at all. They are just, Jeremy Shaw, jostling for position. Oh. Yes, uh, and this is the, and they're going to be doing so for the for the next two hours and what 38 minutes or whatever it is now. Uh, it's going to be a cracker. Whoops! And then that's a is that's a replay, I presume, of uh, yeah. Lance Wills's spin, uh, just coming down the hill. There. We saw an LP3 car lose it uh, slightly differently yesterday, and had a heavy, heavy impact with the wall on the left-hand side of the track. As Lance Wills, he just about gets it fired up again as the GTD leaders are coming on top of him. So it uh, does a good job of keeping out of the way there. And Jack Hawksworth uh, leads then with the uh, Aston Martin 
in in second position so he's made up a position uh, on this uh, first couple of laps has uh well, jordan is jordan excuse me yeah alex Ribras ahead then of jules gunior on that first lap yeah that was a nice move uh, by Ribas. top three in gtd are all pro cars now as they head round and as i mentioned that 33 car getting involved in the gt battle probably wasn't exactly what they wanted to see after it had gone uh, around tom blomqvist leads the motor race in the number 60 the pink blue and white acura at honda to the rest of the world of course honda performance developments very much behind that car here in the united states it's their premium brand for those of you watching uh, outside north america not quite a global brand but they have absolutely waved the flag uh, in this top category in imsa for quite some time now and they are first and second at the moment with two privately entered cars then it's the best of the cadillacs well there's a brand that needs no introduction whatsoever the gold fronted zero one Sebastian Bourdais getting a tiny advantage over Pipo Durrani in the red-fronted number 31 wheel and engineering Cadillac from the first of the Porsche. Porsche Penske Motorsport, how's that for a big name in this championship? And the new Porsche 963, which did not have a good run at Le Mans a couple of three weeks ago, but has been plying its trade very nicely here in the American series and indeed did cross the line first in our six hour race a couple of weekends ago. However, was then disqualified Ooh. with a slight technical issue after the seal and six hours of the Glen. The two Cadillacs battling into turn eight, nine and 10 with people Durrani trying to get around the Sebastian Bourdais gold fronted car and that's allowed Philippe Naza in the white and red portion to close right up in them as they go through turn two now, Jeremy. Yeah, indeed. And uh, Sebastian Bourdais was able to sneak ahead of Pipo Durrani on that first lap. And uh, he's, he's just about maintaining it. But that was a good, strong challenge from Pipo Durrani. Elected not to try and go around the outside of him at turn eight. Uh, uh, early stage of this race, that's probably the smart move. But uh, he certainly thought about it. So, in the opening moments of this race, the two Cadillacs battling for third and fourth. What we know about this racetrack, first of all, it's quality. It is, I think you can probably call this old school in a, in a lot of ways, Jeremy. Very little runoff. We never talk about track limits here because there is grass towards the end of the circuit. Maybe down at the bottom of turn two, but if you've gone wide there, you're probably not taking any kind of advantage. And the drivers absolutely love it. There's been a lot of investment here in the infrastructure uh, and on resurfacing of quite a lot of the track as well. What it hasn't changed is how it was traced out back in the early 1960s. And that is the challenge for drivers, suspension technicians, for the uh, the tyre technicians and everybody else here this weekend. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Uh, just a fabulous venue. And, and just wonderful to see so many people here this weekend. It's a tremendous crowd. I mean, they love their racing up here. There's so much enthusiasm for motorsport in general in the Toronto area. Uh, uh, well, in Canada in general, to be honest. Uh, and uh, there's a big crowd on hand here. I think, uh, yeah, we're already settling now into what should be a really intriguing race. Around the track on the PA and the local FM, around North America on XM 
Sirius XM 207 and Around the World on RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited Network of channels, along with our TV syndications on the World Feed. Great to have your company wherever you are this Sunday. Two Cadillacs battling through traffic. I did say that 34 cars weren't that many, but I also said in our Porsche keys to the race, traffic density is going to be an issue. And the two Cadillacs battled by the Arrow-sponsored Lamborghini, the Huracan of Misha Goitberg, quickest in warm-up this morning. And that car, they've found a balance on that car that they seem to like, that black and green Arrow Lamborghini. And that car at the moment sitting in uh, fifth position in GTD. GTD standing for GT Daytona runs to global GT3 specifications and formula. So if you're new to IMSA WeatherTech Racing, you're watching at the moment what are called GTPs, LMDH, if you were watching Le Mans, or Hypercars if you were watching Le Mans, or WEC earlier on today. LMP3, should need no introduction to you, that's a global formula. GTD Pro and GTD are, are basically GT3 cars. And there's no difference in the balance of performance or the performance potential between the two GTD classes. It is down to the uh, driver experience uh, that puts them in the different classes. We'll go down to the pit lane in a moment after we see this battle for third, fourth and fifth with Felipe Nasa right there. And in fact, Augusto Farfus in the first of BMWs, the number 24, is now looking at the back of a Porsche as he goes over the uh, under the Chevrolet Grand Prix. If he'd been getting over it, he would have been outside the track, which would have been rather difficult for him. Now heading up the hill to turn three, Shea Adam uh, is down in the pit lane with Aaron Tielitz from Lexus. Aaron, it was a rough start to, uh, well, not the day, but, you know, you go out for morning warm-up, see an alarm on the system, doesn't quite look right, and all of a sudden you're putting a new engine in the car. Frankie Montecalvo, though, must be happy with his new engine because he's already passed a car for position. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, so far uh, the heroes of the day are Vassar Sullivan crew. Those guys did an insanely fast engine change. It is not easy to change an engine on these modern-day GT3 cars. So many sensors and wires and hoses running everywhere so to get it done in the time they didn't even be out there to start the race is amazing and yeah frankie just absolutely killing it out there this is his favorite track we go to so uh we're gonna make the best of today anyways are you gonna let him do a little bit more the minimum drive time since it's his favorite track ah we'll see we'll see how how it plays out here but yeah he's uh, he's doing a great job right now and we're just gonna uh see where the race takes us nothing but good luck for the 12. thanks guys thank you Joining the conversation with us at IMSA Radio on Twitter. Hello to the Discord group as well. And thanks for all of your input uh, over the weekend, not just on this race, but also the three other events that we've been covering for you. In GTD, Madison Snow's gone by Roman De Angelis, Jeremy, to claim the GTD lead up at the front of the field. Tom Blomqvist, relatively speaking at this early stage, has checked out. I know it's only 1.1 seconds, but it's been so close this weekend. That's significant right now. He had pulled up about 1.7 seconds before they found that traffic. Then uh, all of a sudden, uh, having uh, the, the, the GTP cars kind of spread out. Well, then last time around they weren't, but now Tom Blomqvist with clear traffic again is setting some good lap times down into the, uh, into the sevens. His fastest lap race at 1 minute 7.46 uh, so far in this race. 
uh, 6.4, excuse me, 7.64. Uh, and just to put that into perspective, the fastest lap uh, last year, the lap record for uh, DPI cars was also set by Tom Blomqvist at 105.9. So, uh, you know, low, low to mid sevens at this stage in the race. That's pretty good going. And it'll be interesting now to see if he can extend his lead over the rest of these contenders. Antoine Comur, the Ave Motorsports Leisure driver, has been in and through the pit lane. That was a false start uh, as assessed by uh, race control. Lining up on the wrong side of the grid has now had that drive through. So that has been uh, done for that car. It was a drag down the back straight, the Marion Dretti straight into turn eight and round the outside for Madison Snow in the red, white and black Paul Miller Racing BMW M4. Paul Miller Racing, the first team to give the new BMW M4 an IMSA victory and carrying, proudly carrying the number one on that car. That was a lap or two ago and Madison has not been able to pull away. Wouldn't expect that, to be honest. Three tenths of a second. In GTD Pro, it's the Paul sitting Vassar Sullivan Lexus, the yellow and black car, the number 14 with the red number background that leads further back down the GT field, we've got GTD versus GTD Pro. Roman De Angelis has Klaus Backler up his tailpipes. It's the heart of racing Aston Martin that comes out of the final corner and towards the start-finish line. And behind him, the Faf Motorsport Pro car with Klaus Backler behind the wheel. This is one of the new GT3R 992 Porsche body shapes. 992 is the latest iteration of the Porsche 911. A little bit wider, a little bit lower, a little bit meaner, and always with Porsche, just a little bit better engineered. That's what they do, isn't it? That is a battle, as I say, that is not between class rivals, uh, but it is, uh, in terms of track position, very important for Klaus Backler to try and get towards the three GTD Pro cars that are ahead of him, the four GTD broadcasts, in fact, that are ahead of him. Two hours and 26 minutes, just under, still to go here. It's the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, the Chevrolet Grand Prix from Canadian Tire Motorsport Park uh, here in Canada. Jeremy Shaw, Shea Adam and me, John Hindoff with the action. Settle yourselves in for a Sunday afternoon, stroke evening, stroke morning, wherever you are around the world and let us know where you are watching at IMSA Radio if you'd like to get in touch with us. Nice, once again, Jeremy, nice, consistent laps at the front of the field. Tom Blomqvist losing about a second to his best lap last time around, but he was in traffic in that leading number 60 Acura. Yeah, uh, he's, uh, you know, as you say, settled into a, a reasonable pace here, sort of mid-eights he seems to be doing now. What's interesting to me is how much Sebastian Bourdais has slipped back the last three laps. And the gap, that, I mean, they, on lap eight, they were all together as they were lapping the GTD cars for the first time. Uh, all of the GTP cars came pretty much back together, almost like the start. Since then, the gap went out to five seconds, eight seconds, nine seconds, now 10.2 from second to third. Uh, so Bourdais uh, continued to hold on to third position, but uh, seems to be struggling in traffic relative to the two Acuras that are out front in particular. Hello to Robert Bester, who's watching and listening to the world feed. 
in the UK. Good to know that you are tuned in on a Sunday evening just after five o'clock. Motorsport Meister says, I love multi-class racing so much. Watching them duck in and out of traffic while battling is so entertaining. It certainly is. Alan Prosser is a wee bit late. Uh, he's just finished work and they had a, uh, a christening and a wedding this weekend. He says, why do they choose my IMSA weekends for that? Don't they know I have priorities? <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Alan, thanks. Good to know that uh, you are tuned in. BMW versus Porsche versus BMW coming to the end of the lap. That would be Augusto Farfus in the number 24 car. That's the car with more blue on it than red for RLL. The car with more red on it than blue uh, is the 25, and that's Nick Yellily, just off his 24-hour crowd strike at Spa uh, win. And in between them is the Porsche Penske Motorsport number six, Porsche 963. And that is the battle for sixth, seventh, and eighth in GTP. Mike Rockenfeller just tracking them about a second and a half further back in a bright yellow JDC Miller Motorsports car that has impressed us all mightily uh, in its first couple of outings so far. They've only just picked that car up. Oh, little mistake maybe at Moss Corner for the lead BMW. And there was an opportunity there for Matthew Jamin here, but in attacking, he's cost himself some momentum. And here comes Nick Yellily, got halfway alongside, but couldn't make the pass as they went down the Andretti straight and has to drop back in behind as they head to turn eight. Awesome entry to turn eight. They're going round the outside of the vault racing Porsche, which is uh, started by Alan Brynjolfsson, the, the right motorsport run car for 77. And into the pink nade, Nick Yellily. This shit, Adam, is very, very early from that battle for 6th, 7th and 8th. The number 25 BMW team RLL are in the pit lane. And you have to think that they're doing this because he was in so much traffic, John. It's a very out-of-order pit stop for them, but they are doing fuel. And are they doing tires? I can't actually see. They've pitted over the hump. I'll get back to you in a sec. We'll find out what's going on there with Shea Adam down in the pit lane. It could be. Yeah. We talked about track position, Jeremy. These GTP cars, it's not an easy strategy here with 2 hours and 21 minutes left. What's that? A hundred and thirty minutes or thereabouts um do we can we split that into three easy parts from here not sure well, i think they're committed now to a three-stop strategy uh, and i i was thinking that the gtp cars could probably do it in two uh, but if he thinks he's got good pace if there isn't a problem on that car if he thinks he's got good pace and he can turn it into uh, three stops and, and running on his own without the other GTP cars around him, then maybe he can make some ground. But it's going to be a tall order to make up, uh, uh, you know, the the, uh, the the length of the pit stop, if you like, uh, from now to the end of the race. I'm not even sure he stopped at his pit. Was that a drive-through for that car? I think he's gone straight through. He came in and went out within 40 seconds. So what was that all about? We'll get sheer to find out a little bit of bump and grind in the GT category between the WeatherTech number 79 AMG and the number three Mobile One Corvette Racing Corvette. And here's our first, with 20 minutes to go, our first in-race update, VP Racing 
Blomqvist leads by two seconds from Ricky Taylor. The two Acuras, 60 from 10. Third, Sebastian Bourdais for the best of the Cadillacs is eight and a half seconds further back, but he's got people Durrani in the red and white number 31 car right up his tailpipes. LMP3, Riley Leashier leads the number 74 car. That's the orange and blue car by about five and a half seconds from the first of the AWA cars, but that's under pressure from the Junior 3, number 30 of Ari Baylock, as they're fighting through traffic at the moment. GTD Pro, Paul Sitter, Vasa Sullivan, Lexus, the number 14 of Jack Hawks with leaves from Alex Riberos in the heart of racing, Aston Martin, the 23 cars, 5.2 seconds further back. And in GTD, Madison Snow, Paul Miller Racing, is ahead of the pack and has cover behind him. Roman De Angelis has a P3 car, the number 33, Sean Creed's motorsport car, between him and the leader for about two seconds. That's our first VP racing in race update. Shay Adam can give us news on that BMW down the pit lane. Nick Yellenis dropped to the back of the GTP field. Was that a penalty, Shay? Nope, it was strategy. They've extended the stint for Nick Yellily. They gave him fuel and replenished the energy, sent him on his way. No tires. So I wonder maybe if they were just looking because he was pushed onto the grass by the Penske, Penske, the Porsche Penske motorsport car that time around. Wickerbill loved this circuit, cracking day for sports car racing fantastic racing and it's down at turn one where the action is at the moment it's for third fourth and fifth position over the top of the rise as they go past the gtd leader down into the bottom of the hill at Clayton Corner. The gold-fronted Cadillac, the 0-1 of Sebastian Bordier, holds third at the moment. The red, white and black Cadillac is Pipo Durrani. The 31 car in fourth and Felipe Nasa is the best of the Porsches and they are right there. Cadillac, Cadillac, Porsche yeah. as they head up the hill towards Moss yeah. Corner at the far side of the circuit, Jeremy. Yeah, and, but this is a real struggle for Sebastian Bourdais. For some reason, he's really struggling in the traffic here. It, he lost four and a half seconds last time around to the two Acuras uh, that uh, ran uh, mid one minute, eight seconds laps. There's a 12.9 for Bourdais last time around. That's uh, really surprising. I mean, he's generally really incisive through traffic, but for some reason, either he's being yeah, super conservative, he's able to maintain that position, but uh, he's under intense pressure now from uh, the other Cadillac of Pipa Durrani, who's got to get to be getting increasingly frustrated there, I think, and Felipe Nazar hanging in there as well. But meanwhile, Tom Blomqvist is uh, edging out just a little bit. Whenever he has clear tra traffic, uh, clear road, he's able to extend his lead a little bit each lap over the number 10 car of Ricky Taylor. But the Acuras are looking really, really good here in the race, as they did in qualifying yesterday afternoon. It has to be said, when that number 25 BMW came out of the pits, Jeremy, it did have the full length of the Mario Andretti straight, which is, what, it's about a third of the track in terms of length, probably a little bit less than that in time because it is a flat-out blast. But in terms of getting him back out into clear air, Rahal Letterman Lanigan did a pretty good job, and now we need to watch yeah. Nick Yellily. 27 yeah. seconds behind Mike Rockenfeller in eighth, eighth position at the moment. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's, he's certainly made up ground. When he, the lap after he made his pit stop, uh, he was uh, 32 seconds behind Mike Rockenfeller. The gap now is down to a bit less than 28. So he's pulled about a second a lap on him uh, over each of the last few laps. Uh, it'll be 20 laps. It's just 20 laps now completed by our race leader. 
our Porsche keys to the race was all about track position and we heard Tom Blomqvist confirm that down on the grid in Michelin countdown to Greenshear Adam it looks like strategy might not be standard here what's going on in the pit lane now I have just seen a wild Philippe Albuquerque let out of the cage and walked around on a leash. Well, not quite a leash, but you know what I mean, a virtual leash, because they are getting ready to put him in the car for Ricky Taylor. And Ricky Taylor's no slouch around here, but this is the first roll of the dice that I've seen from any of the GTP teams even thinking about changing their second driver already. Super early with with under 25 minutes elapsed here, which gives us two hours and 15. That would still be two stops from here, unless there was the intervention uh, of the safety car, Jeremy. So these guys at the moment may be looking at what's happened with the BMW. You said they might have converted to a three-stop strategy. This is not controlled by tyre degradation or fuel burn. This is about track position here, and traffic is going to be the determinant here this afternoon. Maybe they are thinking, uh, maybe Shea can confirm this, that uh, you know, tyre degradation is uh, an issue, and maybe they are therefore committing to a three-stop strategy now. Make, it, make that decision early on. Uh, if the tyres do lose grip as uh, toward the end of a 55-minute stint, maybe you are better off coming in, putting on fresher tyres at more frequently, you know, one extra set, mm. effectively. Well, you're not, you don't have fresher. You've only got three sets for the entire uh, race. So you know, it's, uh, it's going to be re it's really interesting to me to see that number 24, number 25 teams should make that decision so early. Uh, I think if you're going to make it, though, the earlier you make it, the better. Uh, and we'll wait and see whether number 10 car comes in as well out of uh, the second position. Uh, blocking penalty, a warning for Jules Gunon, third position in the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes in GTD Pro. Jordan Taylor's been pressuring the back of that car. Uh, blocking here is determined as making a move in response to somebody behind you. You can pick a side of the track, move over and stay there. You can defend as much as you like down the inside the corner. What you can't do is move in response to what's going on uh, with the car behind you. The car behind you has that advantage to pick a side and then change the side that they have picked. You can't do that when you are leading a battle. But a warning is all that Gilles Guinon has been given for that at the moment into the pit lane for Misha Goisberg but Goisberg in the very quick Lamborghini quickest in the warm-up this morning Shea Adam they are into the pit lane this is taking some time for the number 78 it's Forte racing machine and unfortunately John it's quite a bit of damage the right rear of the car they took the tire off they put a new one on they then took that one off they're looking in there looks to be potentially some suspension damage they did top it off with fuel assuming the Misha could get back out but it doesn't look like the 78 is going anywhere anytime soon which is a shame because Misha and Morris were the fastest two drivers after the second practice session yesterday yeah engine covers coming off now they need more access we are anticipating the number 92 this is the Buddha car into the pit lane for Kelly Moss with Riley looks like David Bruley is about to potentially get out of the car but we are way before driver time isn't it indeed so hello to Mike Sargent who is listening to our international broadcast uh, he says it hurts not being at Mossport this weekend but thanks to IMSA radio and TV for the 
Amazing coverage. What a turnaround for Vasa Sullivan. Jeremy Shaw changed an engine in record time for the number 12 car. They had to start at the back. Frankie Monte Calvo, therefore, started from the pit lane, then did a drive-through, but has made up a couple of positions already with Kelly Moss with Riley in the number 92 Porsche and that issue for Forte. And he's passed Alan Brynjolfsson as well, up to 11th in GTD. I'd say he's paying back the mechanics already, Jeremy. Yeah, impressive stuff uh, from uh, Frankie. He's also set uh, the fastest lap of the race in uh, GTD. Uh, is it actually quicker than his? No, he's, he's, he's the teammate car, Jack Hawksworth, who is leading GTD Pro pretty comfortably, or relatively comfortably at least, uh, at this stage. Is, uh, he's got five, five seconds over Alex Ribaras in second place. Jack Hawksworth has turned a 116.903, uh, which is uh, a couple of tenths, uh, three or four tenths outside Danny Junkerjela's lap record that was set last year in GTD Pro. But uh, Franco Montecalvo, he's turned a 1 minute 17.0. Really good lap, and as you say, making good progress. Now he's got a bit of a gap before he catches up. He's got to get past Alan Metney, and then a bit of a gap to catch up with uh, PJ Hyatt. But a really good first stint for Franco Montecalvo, and looking for, of course, his sec second win in a row. Uh, a couple, of, uh, Just a note about uh, GTP, number six car of uh, Matthew Jaminet was able to get past Augusto Farfus what, four or five laps ago now, uh, and is, uh, is pulling away and closing in on his teammate, Felipe Nazar. So two uh, Penske Porsches running at the moment in the fifth and sixth places. Hello to Switzerland and the right-turn lover who are tuned in on our international feed. If you're in the UK watching on Viaplay Extra in glorious HD, thank you for being uh, with us this Sunday into the early evening, just coming up to 20 minutes before six in the UK. We've got two hours and 10 minutes still to go and Tom Blomqvist leads by 1.2 seconds from Ricky Taylor in second. The two Acuras bossing things at the front of the field. The next car is 14 seconds back and that's the Cadillac of Sebastian Bourdais who does not seem to have the pace of the cars around him but he's holding on to that third place. In LMP3, the top three Riley, AWA and AWA that's a Ligier ahead of two Duquesne, 74 13 from 17. GTD Pro, Vasa Sullivan, Lexus, Jack Hawksworth with a three and a half second lead on the Aston Martin Heart of Racing number 23, Alex Riberas and Jules Gunon, who is the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes driver in the white, mostly white, number 79. And in GTD, Madison Snow for Paul Miller Racing and BMW at Leeds. BMW weren't overly uh, excited coming into this weekend, but the Paul, Paul Miller racing car has been the fastest of the Beamers uh, all weekend and is now at the front of the field. That is a good race car. It might not have been the best qualifying car, but it's a good race car this afternoon. Roman De Angelis second for Heart of Racing's 27 car, and Mikel Grenier for Team Kortov. That's another Mercedes, the 32 car in third position. VP Racing in race update for our two hour and 40 minute contest and barely half an hour completed. It's Jeremy Short, John Hindorf and Shay Adam bringing you the action from Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. And once again, the GTP battle for second, third and fourth are carving their way through the GT traffic with Sebastian Bourdais trying to find somewhere through past the GT traffic 
Uh, Mikel Grenier just having to give way into turn eight as the Porsche uh, of Philippe Nasser steamed through into the final corner. A little bit overcast, but 25 degrees in the air and 33 Celsius on the track makes for good racing conditions. Just over two hours and eight minutes still to go and no scheduled pit stops is what I would say at the moment. We've had a couple of speculative ones, including Nick Yellily in the BMW yeah. M Team RLL. Fuel only for that car. We yeah. thought there might have been a problem with it, but no. And now, Jeremy, he's going as fast as he's been all race in ninth position. Yeah, but he's not making any headway towards the cars ahead of him. Uh, 27.9 seconds was the gap from himself to Mike Rockefeller. It was the same uh, 10 laps ago. So he's making no ground at all relative to the other GTP cars. Uh, you know, they're all turning pretty similar lap times, except for the two uh, Acuras that seem to be uh, really looking strong this weekend. Whoops, there's a heavy heavy-handed pass okay yeah that's Lance Wilsey in the LMP3 car was kind of in the middle of a pack there in the uh, GTD Ooh. ranks and the number nine car that is uh, Klaus Backler was fed up with, with following that uh, LMP3 car wanted to get past here's a the Corvette number three yeah, yeah. Uh, that incident was up at Moss Corner uh, that Jeremy was describing the Faf Porsche number nine car in uh, fourth position in GTD uh, in and this looks fairly standard and it's a driver yep. change as well Shea Adam is watching this one for us fairly standard but full service for the number three Corvette fuel tires and Antonio Garcia taking over behind the wheel has a win here at CTMP but that was in 2014 as the Corvette roars away back into life I do love the sound of that thing when it's making a burnout and we are anticipating the FAF Porsche coming in the pit lane here too crew is up on the wall they have new tires they have the fuel probe I do not see Patrick Pile helmeted though and ready to get in that car hmm. thank you very much Shea Hello to Brittany Tandy and Felix from sunny Bedfordshire. Uh, at the moment, uh, Nick Tandy not in the car, but waiting for his turn in the number six. Mathieu Jaminier is in sixth position up in the radio. If you'd like to get in touch with us, Wicker Bill uh, has done that as well after a busy day of motorsport. Carmine's in Pennsylvania. Mazes me, he says, how some of these drivers have gone from the US to Belgium, back to Canada, back to back to back to back. Don't know how they do it. They are full-time professionals. That's how it comes. Into the pit lane for the number 79. This is the th this was the third place at GTD Pro Car. Jules Gounon staying in the WeatherTech AMG. Shit, Adam. Yes, he is, but he's getting four new Michelin tires. They still have the stickers on them. So he's going to be a very happy boy to get new tires and go play in a race for the first time for Jules Gunion, the Andorran driver. We're still waiting on the path Porsche to come in. And also now scrambling up into life, Alex Riveris will be making a pit stop soon. And he will be staying on the pit box. He won't be happy about that because he loves racing at CTMP. But it's time for Ross Gunn to shine. Uh, something I missed about 10 minutes ago, but this could be important. The number six, uh, Porsche Penske Motorsport, just done its fastest lap in the hands of Mathieu Jaminet, but was called for overusing energy and power about 10 minutes ago. Uh, at the, uh, the series here, much as the uh, 
uh, FIAWEC does, have their own uh, torque sensors on the drive shafts of the GTP cars. And the car number six, the Porsche of Porsche Penske Motorsport, failing to adhere to control powertrain parameters. It's a warning for now for that car. We're seeing more GTD cars into the pit lane, including Jack Hawksworth from the lead of GTD Pro and Alex Riberas from third ship. And split strategies because we saw the driver change from Corvette. There is no driver change going on at Lexus. Jack Hawksworth stayed aboard. Fuel and tires for them and a very good stop as well for the harder racing, the number 23. But as I mentioned, Ross Gunn is now behind the wheel of that car. And if I walk up to that and just sneak a look, Patrick Pelight still sitting cross-legged on the box. So some of the cars have changed drivers, some being Corvette. Everyone else and Aston Martin, everyone else has stayed the same. Very interesting. Uh, Richard P points out that uh, he's trackside at CTMP. Says uh, installing Antonio Garcia in your car is never a standard pit stop. I rather like that. At Ibsa Radio, Brittany Tandy is watching on Viaplay Extra in the UK uh, with Eva and Felix. And hello to Sebi Kerner, who's watching on the train on his way back from Norris Ring DTM. Busy weekend uh, with everything going on. Uh, enjoying this as I'm heading back home. That's our world feed for you. All live, all free, no blocks, no breaks. And still, Jeremy, over two hours to go here. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, look, th those those uh, pit stops by the GTD Pro, th those are absolutely on schedule for those guys. They, from here, they can get to the end on one more pit stop. So they're, they're working forward uh, from, the, uh, from the end of the race till now. If it stays green all the way, they can get it they can get there be a bit tight for the corvette but uh, you know that, that was the first car to make that d decision and the other one's just following suit there just to ward off the potential for a full course caution if there is a full course caution at this stage pits are closed those cars that have not yet made a pit stop will gain a will gain uh, will be disadvantaged because after everybody packs up behind the safety car they will come in to take on service the other cars don't need to do so will stay out and therefore will leap ahead of those cars that hadn't so that is why we saw the number 79 the 23 and the 14 all following suit on that corvette and here now is the first of the gtd cars to come on to uh, pit lane that's number 27 roman deandris the uh, minimum drive time not yet elapsed for gtd so deandris will be staying in this car uh, and that was the second-place car when he peeled off into the pit lane, as Jeremy said, staying in the machine. A set of new Michelin tyres going on to the left-hand side. And, uh, yes, they're doing all four. And Marco Wittmann yet then to get in that car. As the fuel, the VP Racing Fuel, goes in. Tom Blancfist still leading by 2.6 seconds. Ricky Taylor's just done that car's fastest lap of the race in second. As also putting a fast lap in after the pit stop, Antonio Garcia, plug and play accessory, possibly. Uh, certainly. It's a bit like chipping the car, isn't it, when you put these drivers in? And he's right up the tailpipes now with Frankie Montecalvo. Now, he's in 10th. Frankie is in 10th position for Vasa Sullivan. But just ahead of him by about three and a half seconds, he's second in GTD Pro. The GTD Pro cars having stopped early 
This means that Madison Snow is the best of the GTD cars ahead of Faf Motorsport, who leads GTD Pro, but yet to make their first stops yeah. in this two hour and 40 minute race, of which we have pretty much spot on two hours still to go. Yeah, and that's the uh, the only one of the GTD Pro cars that has uh, not made a pit stop. So uh, Klaus Backler, his first time here at Canadian Time Motorsport Park, as with several drivers in this field. The team did come here in early June to do a test, uh, not so much to learn about the car, but to, to enable Klaus Backler to get some experience here. Uh, and he is now leading the GTD Pro class uh, because he has not yet made a pit stop. And he's following uh, Madison Snow who is now leading in GTD with that, uh, well, he was leading in any case, wasn't he? Uh, and the second place guy was Roman DeAngelis making an, an early stop. Jamie Dwyer is in Thundery, Derbyshire. What's the forecast looking like for the rest of the race? It's a bit overcast here, but I'm sort of keeping my fingers crossed that it's going to stay dry for the next two hours uh, as it stands uh, at the moment. Uh, at IMSA Radio View, no better. Those of you at the track, it is looking a tiny bit threatening at the moment. Air temperature still decent, 24 Celsius, which is 75 Fahrenheit. And on the track, still pretty good for the Michelin tyres, 32 Celsius, 90 Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit, excuse me. So, battles, let's pick a couple up, shall we? Coming into the final corner, the number 12, Frankie Monte Calvo. Is sitting in ninth in GTD, has the third place Corvette Racing GTD Pro car, and Anthony Gar Antonio Garcia right behind him. Proof with proof we needed, Jeremy Shaw, how important track position is here. And also, Antonio has not been able to get back to get round that number 12 car because the cars have very similar performance. It's just down to the nut at the end of the wheel. <laughs> there you go, you're absolutely right. And... Uh uh, ahead of uh, the Corvette here, we see Frankie Montecalvo in that GTD car up to ninth position now. And uh, I would expect uh, some of the GTD cars to be coming onto pit lane fairly soon with their driver uh, minimum time having been uh, met, minimum requirement. Um, so, but in the meantime, in the LP3, Gar Robinson is just romping away. He's, got, he's extended his lead now to almost a minute over Ori Fidani, it's 54 seconds last time around. Uh, the uh, sister car for, for AWA of or Fidani is Anthony Mantella. He got past Ari Baylog, I don't know, maybe a dozen laps ago. Uh, it's running in third position now. Ari Baylog, they're hanging right with him in the battle for third and fourth in LMP3. Uh, meanwhile, out front, uh, status quo, between the two uh, Acuras, but Sebastian Bourdais continuing to fall back 19 seconds now, the deficit from second to third. And um, it's, I'm certainly surprised to see that much of a differential between the two. Uh, last time was another slow one for Bourdais. He got held, obviously got held up in traffic. And here now, finally, around the outside, goes Pipo Durrani up into that third position. That was coming through the S's at the end of the lap. And Pete Durrani driving around the left-hand side, the long way around, if you will, Sebastian Bourdais. That's cost him 22 seconds to the two Acuras ahead. He's been following that uh, 
other Acura, that, excuse me, that other Cadillac of Sebastian Bourdais uh, for quite some time. So remember this, 22 seconds uh, with th on lap 37 as the two Acuras now are as close as they have been, Jeremy, as they dispute the lead at the end of the Mario Andretti straight going in to turn eight, where that pass for third was just made last time around. Yeah, that's right. And the, the gap had, had uh, between the two Acuras, it was up to three seconds. Well, <laughs> that's no more. Uh, when they encountered that last lot of traffic a lap or so ago, uh, and now uh, Ricky Taylor right with Tom Blomquist. We're, uh, what, 44 minutes into this stint. I'm... Um, uh, we're almost at the minimum time for the GTD cars. I think uh, we'll see several pit stops for GTD, including the uh, number 12 car uh, of uh, Vassar Sullivan that started at the back. Uh, Frankie Montecav a really good first ending. He went to hand over that number 12 car to Aaron Tielitz. Uh, hello to all of you who are listening around the world and particularly in Europe, enjoying this on a Sunday evening, coming up in the UK to just before six o'clock, just before seven. Hello to Elizabeth McKenzie, who's in sunny Mallorca, uh, who, uh, Mallorca, uh, Felix and Eva's grandpa and grandma tuned in tonight. Oh, we've got the full Tandy clan uh, tuned in. Uh, and Dave Alcock joining us recently. What a circuit this is. He says... Uh, and sort of reminds him of a cross between Donington Park and Alton Park in the UK. Three wide coming across the line with the gradient NSX just having to keep out the way of quicker cars. Sheena Monk doing a good job though for gradient. Catherine Legg, second quickest in warm-up this morning in that green and white G. G Wentworth, number 66 Acura. Hot on the heels of them signing a new deal a new sponsorship deal with a clothing company, Premium Golf Clothing Company, Sheena and and uh, and uh, Catherine both being made ambassadors as we're waiting for more cars to come in. Alan Brynjolfsson peels off into the pit lane from the back of the GTD field. That's the first driver I would suggest coming in at the end of his time. Oh, hang on, we've got the GTD leader coming in. Klaus Backler then goes through in Faf Motorsports, Porsche, number nine to the lead, and Shea Adam is down with Paul Miller Racing. Fuel, tires, and a new driver for Paul Miller Racing. Minimum time has been met. This is part of their strategy. Brian Seller is going to be taking this car to the end of the race as Alan Brynjolfsson concludes his service and rejoins the track. But now it's not Alan, it's Trent. Fuel and tires for the Wright Motorsport number 77 Volt Racing car. We've also got three LMP3 machines in. Both of the AWA runners, Ori Fidani staying on the pit wall because now it's time for his co-driver, Matt Bell, to take it to the checkered flag. Wayne Boyd has taken over for Anthony Mantella in the Daytona winning number 17 and also in Junior 3 racing, hometown hero, Eric Chris, yay, taking over for that machine. He set the fastest lap of the weekend, the fastest lap ever for an LP3 car around this place on Friday afternoon. Let's see what he can do in the race. We've also got that JG Marvel factor. You mentioned it for Gradient Racing. Sheena Monk done. Now it's time for Catherine Lake to shine. And the team operating this weekend with heavy hearts. Andrus, their strategist, their main guy, let's face it, not here this weekend. Andrus, we miss you. Instead, Andrew Pinkerton is filling in and doing strategy. Mark Miller also helping out on the box. They are going to try and get a trophy for Andrus. But that is a very clean stop for all the aforementioned cars. Paul Miller Racing, first ones back out on the track. Uh, we wish you all the best, Andrus. Didn't realize 
uh, that you weren't uh, trackside. Uh, Mark Miller off the back of a, an excellent run to just off the podium yesterday uh, for Thay's Motorsport uh, with long associations uh, with that team. Now into the pit lane, Brendan Areem for Inception Racing and the McLaren, the black and red car. We've also got BMWs from Turner Motorsport. It's the 96-inch here, Adam. It's the uh, Taco Mobile for Patrick Gallagher having done his drive time now handing over to Robbie Foley fuel and tires in that car already back off of the lane great burnout by Robbie kicking the tail out getting a little bit close to the pit wall but that's all good he didn't hit me and for Brendan Areem staying on the pits as he has now done his drive time at CTMP handing over to CTMP rookie Frederick Shandor McLaren fires back up into life just waiting on the fuel very good stop for inception as the first of our GTP teams for an appropriate pit stop time not early we're going to see the jdc miller motorsport porsche coming in and rocky taking over magnificent stuff here at canadian tire motorsport park share adam in the pit lane jeremy shaw and mate john hindolf uh, in the booth just a moment or two ago the usual samosal i think we had four across the track at the bottom of turn number two and it was a change of position as the Porsche went round one of the Cadillacs. That was the 0-1 car. And I think that was Felipe Nasa going past Sebastian Bordier. Might have just finished that manoeuvre off slightly off the track, Jeremy. Yeah, and uh, Bourdain's really struggling. I, I don't know what it is, but he's uh, either he's just trying to uh, stretch that fuel load or struggling with tyres, or I don't know what it is, but he just doesn't have the pace. I mean, uh, since people Durrani got past on lap 37, which was five laps ago, uh, Durrani has pulled out six seconds uh, more now over Bourdain with Nasser up into the, uh, into the fourth position. Meanwhile, the gap from second to third, Taylor to Durrani, uh, when Durrani got past Bourdain, it was 21 seconds between uh, second and third. Now it's 17, so he has made some, some inroads into the lead of the Acura. And now so. having lost a place to one of the Porsches, Jeremy, just to underline what you were saying about uh, Sebastian Bourdain, Mathieu Jaminet is right up his tailpipes as they go down the long Andretti straight, which is not straight, actually, it's got a couple of kinks in the middle of it and a couple of quite steep rises as well. Coming through to the end of the lap now, the gold and dark grey Cadillac comes to the line with the red, white, uh, red and white uh, number six Porsche 963 in close contention there. Neither of those cars have stopped. In fact, none of the top seven have yet made a pit stop as we're into the 51st minute of running, back down the pit lane for the number 12, Frankie Monte Calvo. Now, this is the first standard stop for this car, I believe. Uh, remember that it was in for its drive-through. Also, mechanical black flag for the number 33. That's the Sean Creech Motorsport LMP3 car. It's full service here, Adam, for the car that started in the pit lane and then had to do the drive-through. It's been a clean drive for them so far. 
It's been a really good drive for Frankie Montecalvo, who gets out of the car, slams the door. His work is done. Now it's all up to Aaron Tielitz, the crew with a great pit stop, just waiting on fuel for this number 12 Lexus, getting their stop done before we get all the GTP cars coming in, because I am starting to see movement on the wall from the 31 Whalen Engineering Cadillac. Nothing yet from the BMWs or the Porsches, as indeed the 33 does come into the pen lane. Perhaps that was a uh, team-requested black flag to get him in for the pit stop. Fuel tires driver change, Lance Wilsey out Joao Barbosa has taken over the 33. Cher Adam in the pit lane. Just under an hour and 48 minutes still to go. What a brilliant race we're having so far. Penalty for the 78 car. I'm just taking, I think that's what Race Control have just said, that's Misha Goikberg. That's gone behind the wall, actually. But they had too many people work, walking, up, working on the car. So if and when that car comes out, it will have a drive-through. Now, back to the front of the field. Ricky Taylor from second. Here's the first of the Acura pit stops at the end of lap number 45. The black and blue car comes in towards the end of the pit lane and to its stop. Philippe Albuquerque must have been wanted to be left alone because he's been sitting with his helmet on this entire time as he now is taking over the car and needing to wear the crash helmet for the first time today. He's getting strapped in. Philippe, whose best finish at this track is only four. I would have lost a lot of money on that. Uh, they're doing fuel for new tires. They look lightly scrubbed in, but very lightly as if they did that at the start of qualifying. But of course they didn't because Ricky stayed out on track the entire time. So now they close the door for Philippe, make sure his belts are all done. He's looking in the mirror to see if there's anyone in the fast lane, looking in the other mirror to watch the fuel nozzle come out. There it goes, 38 seconds stationary for the Conic Minolta Acura. Good stop. And that includes a full tank of BP racing fuel. Here's another penalty, and this is significant. It's Robbie Foley for Turner Motorsport failing to adhere to minimum refueling time. That'll be a drive-through. And Robbie Foley for Turner Motorsport already uh, coming in to answer that penalty as the leader heads to share Adam. The number 60 Acura with Tom Blomqvist is in the lane. Fuel tires and a driver changes. Colin Brown, five times a winner at CTFB. Colin Brown takes over this car. This tires, they are shiny and new. So that's nice for the Myers Racing crew. We also have the LP3 leader in. Gar Robinson, phenomenal opening stint from pole position. Led the whole way. Well, now it's turn for his best friend, Felipe Braga, to take over. And a little further down the pit lane, fuel tires and no driver change yet. Nick Grenier staying aboard the number 32 team, Cawthorpe Mercedes. It will be Mike schemed at the end of that race but it's not quite time for him yet as that's the sound of the engine revving the 74 with a fast pit stop came in behind the Meyer shank acura left well clear of it wow that was the lmp3 riley the leash here that she was talking about the ranch 74 orange and blue car that got out ahead of the leader meantime what about the chasing pack we've yet to see people durani come through and make his first pit stop so it should be the Cadillac number 31 that's leading at the moment but did the number 60 get out ahead of the number 10 there were the cars at the front of the field yes it did yes it did number 10 just coming over the top of the rise the Conic Minolta car between 1 and 2 31 
Pete Mutarani leading by around about five seconds from Porsche Penske Motorsports, Porsche 963, the number seven car, that's on the black stripes on it. Then Sebastian Bourdier, another two seconds further back, then Mathieu Jaminet, but none of those cars have stopped. It's 30 seconds between the leader and the first of the cars. Check that, it's a minute and 19 between the leader and Colin Brown. As in comes Augusto Farfas for BMW. And that looks like a full stop as well, Sheer Adam. It is, it's fuel tires, energy replenishment, and a driver change as Philip Eng has taken over from Augusto Farfas, who walks kind of slowly back over the wall. His work is done. And as Philip told us in the Michelin Countdown to Green, it is very physical work driving these cars. And you cannot give less percent. You can't give 5% down, because if you do, you're looking at a half second a lap. So it is 100% effort from these drivers. Every single lap around the track, they are just waiting on the fuel and the energy replenishment. Now the BMW fires back up and leaves on full electric up on the wall also for Wayland Engineering. I see an Alexander Sims, but more importantly, looking back towards pit in, the number six Porsche is on the lane, third in championship points. This is Matthew Jaminet handing over driving duties to Nick Candy. So hello, Brittany, Eva, and Felix. Your dad is about to take over the wheel of the number six, and we have some scuffed tires going on this car, so they are still fairly new, but they have had that sheen taken off. Let's see if that helps Nick Tay to get them up to temp and pressure a little bit quicker still no movement on the wall for the number seven but Matty Campbell is helmeted and sitting there waiting to be let out to play meanwhile Ranger Mandazana is now standing on the wall for the 0-1 Cadillac racing entry so I think Sebastian Bourdais might be pinning here soon what a first hour of the race that we have had coming up to 58 minutes and Jeremy Shaw, the Porsche's going pretty long, and the Cadillacs, as Pete Durani comes in to the pit lane. 57 minutes completed, we've yet to have Seb Bordet. So, Seb Bordet not quick. Do we think he was saving fuel, Jeremy? Yes, uh, I'm sure he was, uh, but uh, he, but he's still going to be a long way back uh, when they make these when they make these pit stops. Whether he can make up that amount of deficit uh, in the closing stages will remain to be seen. There's a minimum pit stop time for a full uh, for a full replenishment of the energy systems, uh, primarily fuel, on, on these cars. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think they got the pace. What's interesting to me though is the pace of number 31 car which was really good at the end of that stint before he brought the car onto pit lane also into the pit lane the faf number nine porsche slightly changed livery this weekend uh, and that looks fuel tires and a driver for the faf porsche klaus backler out of that car came in from the leader gtd pro jack hawksworth will go back through uh, in the number 14 Vassar Sullivan, uh, Lexus, he started the race, so yet to get out of that car. Uh, time for me to take a quick pit stop too. Got a nice cup of iced sacred coffee here. And for sports car fans, the sports car coffee available now with 20% off using the codes LEMON20 if you head to sacredcafe.com. That's in Europe and in the US, supporting a number of drivers and teams in endurance racing thanks to tubs and the team sacredcoffee.com and the code lemon 20 to top up your beans or your pods which are all biodegradable nowadays by the way body in alexander sims has taken out the wheel and cadillac uh, full service for both of those cars 
So that means Philippe Nasser comes through to the front of the field for Porsche Penske Motorsport yet to make his stop. And I think the only car, yes, Jeremy, the only car in the field that has not yet made its first stop. And it will be a full hour then for Porsche number seven. Yeah, that's it. That is impressive. That's going to be a much shorter final stint for that number seven car uh, compared to certainly the Acuras. Uh, you know, six laps. If he comes in next time around, it'll be six laps after the number 10 car, which is the first car to uh, to pit. Uh, and there's a move for... The... That was number zero one car. Oh, sorry, we're seeing a replay. Big pardon. So Felipe Nasa comes into the pits in the Penske Porsche. Porsche Penske Motorsport, number seven car in. That's a car with the blue lights on the front in the pit lane. Another full service stop share, Adam. And another windshield tear off as the clouds start to get thicker and thicker and sunglasses become more and more unnecessary. Fuel and tires for Matty Campbell, who is now aboard the number seven Penske prototype. Remember last year, he wanted a Porsche, but that was a GT car driving around here in a in a prototype, completely different world. The car's been stationary for 40, 41. Now it fires into life and goes. It's a 40-second minimum refueling time. If you are going from completely empty to completely full, I think that was almost completely empty. Well, it would have been, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hour. Yeah, uh, I, I would have said so. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't, um, then uh, they've got something that... Perhaps only Turner Motorsport well, and us know about. I've well, they went long yesterday. Tell you what, uh, John, we, we we heard a little while ago, didn't we? Number 96 car was penalised, uh, wasn't it? Just now for a uh, a uh, a short pit stop. Correct. Yeah, uh, and that's exactly what happened yesterday after the race. Turner Motorsport won the race yesterday for Michelin Pilot Challenge, having made just one pit stop in GS, the only car to do so uh, by a clear margin. I mean, so they, they ran three or four laps more than anybody else. Uh, and after the race, uh, they were penalized actually twice. Number one, the car was underweight, they put to the back for that. And then also, the uh, the pit stop, the one pit stop they did make didn't re meet that minimum refueling time requirement. So it's put to the back again. Not quite sure what that means. But uh, anyhow, what it does mean is, most emphatically, they lost that win yesterday, which therefore went to Hattori Motorsports. A brilliant debut then for uh, Parker Thompson and uh, Billy Johnson, who finally gets his uh, record-breaking uh, 24th win in Pilot Challenge. Renke van der Sander. Uh, just with uh, an issue a moment or two ago up at Moss Corner and also a little dink on one of the Porsches. That would have been Nick Tandy. Said down to the pit lane, Philippe Nazar has done his stint and Shea is with him now. Felipe, I've got to ask first off, is your drinks bottle in the car a little bit extra energy? Because I have no idea how you went that long. Oh, that's good. Sounds like you guys had fun there watching. Um... Yeah. It was was quite a quite a challenging stint out there, just because um, you can see we're doing so many laps on the tires, and at the end you could feel like the oversteer was getting more and more in the car. So controlling that and going through the traffic was quite something. But at the same time, it created opportunities, and I was there to uh, capitalize on them. You know how to get it done at this place, and Matt does too. So. Going forward, do you feel like this is potentially the race where you can finally get the first win for you guys in Porsche? 
Well, I always like to think we're going to get a win. And uh, although the leaders, when, when we saw the Akras there at the start, they certainly have more pace than everybody else in the field. So it's going to be hard to, you know, to chase them. But uh, still, one hour and a half to go. Still plenty of race to go. So, uh, I mean, we made a, a couple of positions already. Look at the strategy. So let's see, you know, hopefully a podium will be nice. But let's see, still a long way. Do you have another set of new tires for Maddie to the end of the race? Uh, I've, I'm not too sure if they only did left sides here. I didn't see the pit stop, so um, that's a question for the team. I wouldn't know now. I'll ask. Thanks, Philippe. Thank you. New leader, BMW M Team RLL, BMW M Hybrid V8. Two seconds to the good now. Nick Yellowly going past Colin Brown after the pit stops. And for the first time in the race, it is not an accurate leading. And also, it's Acura 60 in second, Acura 10 in third. So they are still in the same positions, but they've now got a BMW ahead of them and a Porsche behind them, albeit at 18 and a half seconds. That long run for the Porsche has certainly helped out at their run towards the front of the field. Uh, as Matt Campbell now is behind the number seven car ship. With, uh, with Sebastian Bourdais, now you've just gotten out of the car. You look exhausted. How difficult is it out there? Uh, it's just stressful because you have to commit. You launch the car, you know, either inside or outside of the GTs or the P3s. And there's not a single guy that does the same thing. One goes left, one goes right. You just never know what to expect. Even when you commit to one side, they move over on you, and I don't know. Honestly, it's it's the worst experience on a track like this that I've ever had. I just uh, kept getting bottled up. The, the pace of that zero and Cadillac is great. It's not a problem. We just keep getting caught out in the middle of corners in train of cars, and uh, obviously uh, after uh, you know a race where you kind of. Uh, made the wrong decision uh, in traffic. Uh, you don't really want to do it twice. So I was, I wouldn't say I was conservative, but I wasn't sending it in there and, uh, and we just got swallowed up. So that's very, uh, very frustrating, but it's part of it, I guess. Thanks, Seb, I'm sorry. Zero one now being piloted by Renger van der Zander, the Cadillac uh, with the gold front on it. As into the pits, the early stopper, that was the BMW, and that was the number 25 of Conor de Felipe. I reckon that was 40 laps there, Jeremy, by that car. That was the car that came in off, off kilter to everyone else. Correct, uh, and uh, you're committed to a three-stop strategy, so uh, uh, they're uh, still going to have to make uh, one more stop, even from here, as with everybody else. They're going to be towards the tail of the day, so tail of the back. So it's not been a good day for BMW. Uh, no doubt about it, uh, they, but uh, they, they tried something. It hasn't worked, or unlikely to work. Well, I don't think it can work now. Uh, but uh, you know, that, that's what that's they, they they knew they were struggling. So let's try something different. Hasn't worked out, but uh, no, no harm, no foul. Effectively, um, well, it's probably cost them a, a position or two, I would think, to the number five car at least. Uh, but uh, out front, what's interesting to me is that uh, Colin Brown. Uh, has uh, immediately asserted himself in the lead. He's holding a, you know, a nice, comfortable gap of a second and a half or so over the, the, the other Acura of uh, Wayne Taylor racing the Conica Minolta car. 
and you know it seems to be status quo between those two what is interesting though is maddie campbell is turning some quick laps he's just he's just turned his best laps of the race now in car number seven running in third position and with by by running a, a lap longer uh, than the uh, zero one car he, he, he's he's made himself a, a big gain there and about by running what two laps longer than the number 31 car he's leapfrogged it so it's now before the pit stops number 31 car was ahead of the seven car now it's the other way around so Manny Campbell uh, has been uh, uh, is up into third position Alexander Sims taken over from Piva Durrani is going to work to cut out to try and get back that third position good news is we have all 34 cars running again the Forte racing uh, powered by Unitronics Lamborghini is back out, although many laps down, sitting in uh, 14th position in class and 34th overall as we take a VP racing in race update. We'll start with GTD where Brian Sellers leads for Paul Miller Racing. He's 18th overall, leading the GTD class by just half a second from the Aston Martin of Roman De Angelis and the Heart of Racing team. Uh, in second place, the number 27 car. In third, Phil Ellis is round about 24 seconds further back for the Windward Racing Mercedes number 57. GTD Pro, 14, 15, 16th and 17th, the top four. And it's Vasa Sullivan's Lexus still with Jack Hawks with the board, who has a two second advantage in the number 14 Lexus ahead of the number three Corvette. Uh, that's got Tonio Garcia behind the wheel. Gilles Gunon, who seems to be everywhere as a number of people have mentioned they've cloned him uh, he's in third position in the WeatherTech Mercedes uh, and in fourth just another uh, half a second maybe that three quarters of a second behind is Roskun for Hart Racing Team Philippe Fraga leads LMP3 for Riley in their leisure ahead of the two AWA Duquesnes but it's half a minute now uh, between Fraga in the 74 orange and blue car and Matt Bell uh, in the 13 AWA and he's got about another 10 seconds on his teammate Wayne Boyd in the 78. Actually, top three there. And at the top of the timing and scoring screen, it's Colin Brown now behind the wheel of the number 60 Acura with two and a half seconds of an advantage over the similar car in the black and blue colours of Conning and Minolta Acura. And that's Philippe Albuquerque with 15 and a half seconds back to third place. Matt Campbell for Porsche Penske Motorsport. He's in a battle with Alexander Sims and the red, white and black wheel and engineering Cadillac, the number 31, just six tenths of a second behind. Then it's another 11 and a half seconds back to Nick Tandy in the second of the Porsches, the number six car. Has had a win this year, that car, on the streets of Long Beach. He's got his hands full with Cadillac 01, the gold-fronted Cadillac V-Series R, Renga van der Zander in that car in six. That's how it stands with exactly 19 minutes to go, your VP racing in race update. Well, Jeremy, I'm very happy with this. Um, I, I feel entertained. There's plenty going on everywhere I look. Something's happening, including at the moment at the front of GTD, where Brian Sellers is fighting off Roman De Angelis, and he is at the moment being passed by the 0-1 Renga van der Zander as well. This is the joy, or indeed the pain, of multi-class <laughs> racing and, from Brian Sellers' point. I'm quite happily running my own race, thanks very much. I don't need to get out of the way of the leader and let that pesky Aston Martin close in on me. Yeah, fascinating contest here in, in GTD. Uh, up in, in pro, uh, Hawks was still leads, as he has done from the start. Uh, and uh, he's got uh, now, but, but now only a couple of seconds over Antonio Garcia. That early pit stop for the Corvette uh, paid dividends. They were able to leapfrog ahead of 
to number 79 Weathertech Porsche, uh, Mercedes, excuse me, uh, which, uh, by the way, had a, a bounce performance break coming into this weekend, a bit more powerful at number 79 car, and that certainly has been uh, pretty competitive. But uh, the the number 14 uh, Lexus still has uh, a, 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 you know has has an advantage. The Corvette also got a a, a larger restrictor for this race as well, taking advantage of that. Then you know, they're only a couple of seconds behind uh, the the Corvette behind the Lexus, so that battle is very much on. But uh, the third place car, Jules Gunior, he's been kind of held up battling with a, an LMP3 car for the last several laps. So he's fallen a fair bit behind in third position in that GTD Pro class. And then behind him uh, is, uh, is Ross Gunn right there. Uh, Branson, and then the, the GTD non-pro battle all in a train there with uh, Ross Gunn ahead of Brian Sellers and Roman DeAngelis uh, and Patrick Pile is not too far behind them in the Faf, Faf Porsche beautiful area to come and watch motor racing plenty of people in Europe tweeting at IMSA Radio saying oh this is on my bucket list, it should be on your bucket list, this is a proper proper circuit, it's barely changed in terms of the circuit layout, it hasn't really changed at all since 1961, one or two of the walls have been pushed back here and there for more modern safety concerns but it's absolutely outstanding now Colin Brown has caught now the BMW of Philip Eng. Uh, and this is crucial because the uh, mainly blue BMW, blue, white and red, rather than red, white and blue, you can kind of understand that if you see them side by side. Andy Blackmore's spotter's guide, uh, the important bit. He's trying to stay on the lead lap at the moment. Repelled the first advances and attacks by our leader Colin Brown into Moss Corner five and six. Across the line now has maybe two or three cars lengths as that's allowed Philippe Albuquerque to close in on the leader. Albuquerque goes to the right, then to the left, then to the right again as he comes past the Turner BMW as they head down the hill towards the bottom of turn two. That was the number 96 car of Robbie Foley that was in the mix there. So the battle for the lead caught up behind, I reckon, the last car on the lead lap, Jeremy, at the moment, that being the number 24 BMW. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, bottled up here just a little bit, as you say. Uh, and uh, the, 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 I'm sure that uh, Philip Eng will try to stay on the lead lap if he possibly can. But BMW is certainly struggling here relative to their performance at Watkins Glen. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the other BMW is only about five seconds up the road yeah. in the hands now of uh, Colin Filippi, uh, and uh, and he now is trying to get past uh, 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 Timon Vanderhelm in the JDC bright yellow Porsche. So that's a battle for position uh, for seventh and eighth, but not where they wanted to be after that victory at the Glen. Worst news of Philip Eng is he is on roughly the same pit strategy as the two cars that are behind him about to put him a lap down. Colin Brown 17 laps under his Michelin tyres since he came out of the pits. Philippe Albuquerque 18, Philippe Eng 15 laps. At least you can see of Connor De Filippi, he's got about 8 or 9 laps in hand uh, on those other cars. He's only 7 laps out of the pits. And finally, the pass Ooh. is made by the leader, but there's a. Oh, that was very close indeed between uh, Philippe Eng uh, and the number 10 of uh, Philippe Albuquerque, the Konica Minolta Acura, as they were coming down the hill uh, towards the bottom of the hill at turn four before you climb up 
to Moss Corner at five and six, and that's cost a heck of a lot of time. It was two or three tenths between the first two. It's going to be two or three seconds by the end of the lap. These cars very evenly matched round the outside at turn eight. We'll have a twofer. Thanks very much indeed, Philippe Albuquerque, because he also goes past the number 57, Philip Ellis-driven Winwood Racing Mercedes. So coming out of turn three and in the run from turn three to turn four hmm, not sure if Philip Eng just didn't see the Acura behind him he was just drifting across to the right hand side to take the racing line there Jeremy I'm, I'm not sure there was anything sinister there but certainly well that was a wake up moment for Philip Albuquerque yeah I mean he would have known the car was there no question about it uh, but uh, he, he was uh, fighting hard uh, which is I guess within his right, but at that stage he's already lapped down because he's been passed by the the other Acura already. So you're already lapped down. No point in making things too difficult for the uh, other leaders coming up behind you. It's been a frustrating day, I think, for BMW. Uh, they showed yeah, pretty good pace the rest of the weekend, but it hasn't been there in the race. No, absolutely not. And Steve, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Jeremy, just a quick question here from Steve yeah. Tadman. Uh, does a clashing... WAC race today affect the entries for IMSA, although he is loving the circuit. It looks like a bit of Watkins Glen, a bit of Kyle Army, a bit of Spa and a bit of uh, the Nordschleifer. I think you're pretty spot on there, Steve, actually, for Canadian time. Well, I don't think it does because most of the big teams, so Penske, so Porsche, Penske Motorsport have separate operations here. Cadillac have separate operations. Um, BMW aren't in WEC at the moment, but when they are, it won't be the US team. So I don't think it has affected here. 34 here is about right for a standard race. The longer races, we had 57, didn't we, uh, at uh, at the sale in six hours of the Glenshire. And a lot of those cars we had a couple of weeks ago were cars that were only in the four Michelin Endurance Challenge events. Correct, and as far as entries are concerned, it hasn't really affected it as far as drivers. Well, they've chosen to be here this weekend, namely Philippe Albuquerque and Tom Blomqvist, who are two of the drivers for United Autosport in their LMP2 program. They are here racing GTP cars. We have lost some of the big names. Laura Wontrop-Klausner with Cadillac Racing and GM. Normally, she would be here on IMSA weekends as there's contact out on the track. The other big one is Roger Penske, who is not here, and the pits are closed. Full course caution coming after one hour and 18 minutes and that's the heart of racing aston that's gone in hard at the end of the lap that was a car that was well up the field this is the ross gun pro car the number 23 already the emr imsa safety porsche cayenne is on the scene and that is a big contact the car looks in pretty good shape save for the front of it now, did he jump or was he pushed? The good news is the driver's door has come open. They're talking to Roskun behind there. The windscreen wipe has been pulled off the screen. That suggests the car went in uh, backwards to start with, although the front of the car has been destroyed. This is right at the end of the lap, coming out of the S's at turn yeah. eight and the run down to turn nine. There is cover on the concrete wall there to the... Uh, to the tyre stacks, it's uh, quad stacks, I think, where the initial contact has been and then double further down. Good news from the team. He has been talking to the team. 
So I know Ross, uh, Ross's family and his girlfriend's listening in now. He's sitting on the sill of the car. He's got himself there, just unfastening everything. He's been talking to the team. So that looks bad, but the good news is that Ross is moving, just uncoupling all of the bits and pieces from his helmet, his drinks bottle, etc., and stands up, takes his helmet off without any assistance. He looks a bit more cheesed off than anything else, if I'm honest, which might suggest somebody else was involved. And Yeah, I think so. It's the WeatherTech Mercedes who's side by side coming through, and there was the touch coming through turn eight into turn nine. There's literally no runoff on the side of the road. That's a big incident. And thank goodness for that four-layer banded tyre barrier there. Well, the 79 doesn't move on the inside. They were side by side. Call that one, Jeremy Shaw. That's a tough one for race control. Well, yeah, but number 70 car, 79 car is on the inside line. He, dri he drifts out. He just twitched a little bit, didn't he, the, mm. uh, the car? And the number 23 car was already committed on, uh, right uh, absolutely alongside on the outside line. But certainly, a tw 23 car did absolutely nothing wrong there, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, was it just a racing accident? Well, they lead up to the race stewards. But certainly, that was a, uh, you know, Ross Gunn was trying to make that pass. He was trying to make it part that pass for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and he finally saw his opportunity. He was clearly alongside him going around there. It's a very fast corner. Uh, re re requires ultimate commitment there from the on the outside line. But uh, he, he didn't have the pass completely made. But, uh, yeah, really unfortunate for Ross Gunn because that was a great run for the hard racing team. Mark Sorensen won't get in over. that car then. He's still in the pit lane. Philippe Albuquerque. Uh, excuse me, Alex Riberos, who started that car. Mark Sorensen uh, is in the other car. He was watching on from the, the pit lane. Philippe Albuquerque right behind that in the second place Acura GTP car and was able, because of the more downforce in the GTP car, to tighten his line, which the WeatherTech car couldn't do. And Albuquerque went through the pair of them on the inside there, but a very close call indeed as those cars disappeared exiting stage left uh, to the second place car. Full course yellow, the safety car is out. Uh, hello uh, to you around the world at IMSA Radio. Uh, hello to uh, Albert von Murich. Uh, the young lad is taking the piece to piece peak at the race today. Wifel's not thrilled because that's another racing fan in the house. I think that's responsible fair parenting, Albert. Thank you uh, for that. Uh, and well done for bringing us the next generation of endurance races. Well, Jeremy, we have had uh, just on an hour and 20 minutes, 100 minutes of green flag racing. Uh, and that has been enthralling, riveting for me. I completely agree with you. Yes, it has. And uh, the, uh, uh, you know, really, I mean, the Acuras certainly had, seemed to appear to have the upper hand here this weekend. Uh, but now the strategies get be, become uh, a little bit different because uh, the two Acuras were the first to make their first pit stops. And they are coming to make a stop, are they? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, with 100 minutes to go, both of the cars come in. The 60 is further back down the pit lane, so it's the number 10 that's closest to pit out. Shea Adam is watching them both. 
fuel and a drinks bottle for Colin Brown. Fuel and no drinks bottle for Ricky Taylor. They're doing new tires on both of those cars. We've also got both of the Porsches into the pits now and both of the Cadillacs, but neither of the BMWs makes a trip down to pit lane trying to get their laps back. So we have the 0-1 Cadillac doing tires as well. Very sluggish to leave the pit box was the number 60, and the first car back out was actually the number 10. Then we've got movement from the 74 Riley Technology LMP3 car, but the third car off the lane will be the 31 Whalen Engineering Cadillac. The 7 Porsche blocked its sister car trying to come out of the pit lane. Well, it was blocked by its sister car and then managed to get going once again, but the 6 rejoined the track in a more effortless way. We still have the number 5 at JDC Miller Motorsport Porsche in. Fuel and new tires for time, and he is staying aboard is uh, Vanderhelm. And we've got the 30 also in the pit lane as well as both of the AWA cars. So Junior 3 Racing, fuel and tires for Garrett Grist, fuel and tires for both AWA entries as well. A hello to F1 underscore Finn, who is uh, finishing his day uh, watching on Viaplay in Finland. Listen to more of uh, WEC uh, on our sister channel and earlier plenty of other uh, sports car and endurance racing uh, coming through the RSL network. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, and he says, yes, uh, I've been able to listen to this because uh, my missus is away visiting. Uh, why do you ask? Ah, uh, you've got it all to yourself. Very good. Uh, hello to Johnny P. Not a good day for AMR today. D station taking out a Monza and now Harter Racing with a big one. Oh, you split on Atims Radio. Uh, between whether that needs a penalty, whether it doesn't need a penalty for that. We'll leave that to race control as all of the prototypes came into the pit lane, the top eight. Uh, staying out was the BMW Team RLL. Now, that was Philip Eng, of course. He just lost the lead lap, so that's why he stayed out in ninth position. And now it's all of the GTs, and Shea Adam is watching the stops. And a pass in the transition lane. The 14 Lexus getting around the 12 because that is how they are pitted towards pit outs. So that was very clever by the Lexus team. First car that is done with the service is Brian Sellers fuel and new tires for the Paul Miller Racing BMW. He was the first BM, the first GT car onto the pit lane, and he's the first leaving. We've had a lengthier stop from the 27 Heart of Racing because they have done full service fuel tires and a driver change. Roman DeAngelis handing over to Marco Sorensen fuel and tires for just about every other car on the pit lane, including the Fath Motorsport Porsche getting. A a lot of heat into their tires and we finally have had a driver change down at the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes Jules Guignon out which means Danny Junquenea the fastest guy last year has now taken over that Mercedes so we'll let the field pack up again Jeremy behind the safety car we're gonna have about a minute uh, an hour and eight nine ten minutes uh, to go here uh, and we'll give you another VP racing in-race update. We said in our Porsche keys to the race uh, that traffic might be a problem. Well, cutting through traffic has been really, really entertaining and enthralling to watch for the guys at the front of the field. Some people doing it better than others. We've had precious little, uh, precious few mistakes to bring people in for drive-through. And now we get to the last what 70 minutes or thereabouts 
that means a splash for most cars, doesn't it, if they've just been in now before they can get to the chequered flag in 70 minutes' time? Yeah, you know, half, you know, half a stint uh, of fuel, so a fair amount of, of, of fuel they were going to need before the end. So they can't get to the end from here, uh, even if there's a lot of yellow for the GTP cars. But what's interesting to me is that number 10 car uh, has probably taken on a little bit less fuel than the particular number 60 car because it's leapfrogged its way into the lead. And Alexander Sims uh, has, uh, has leapfrogged the number 60 car as well. So it's number 10 now leads from number 31 to 60 car that have been pretty much dominant in this race down to third position for Colin Brown. He's got some work to do. That's going to be really interesting to see whether he can make that up. But what did we say, he... Jeremy, in Porsche Keys, the race, track position here is yeah. king. And we actually heard yes. um, uh, uh, young Tom Blomqvist saying that to Shea in our Michelin countdown to green. Now, we have got a BMW off in amongst the track vehicles at turn five and six, Moss Corner. That was the 24 of Philip Eng. Uh, he's hustling around, of course, because he's trying to get back on the lead lap, which I believe he has done. But yep. that was very dangerous indeed as the number 79 WeatherTech AMG is back in, involved in that incident. Daniel Hukadea behind the wheel. Just checking for damage on that car. Track position is key. So if that is what Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport have done, and let's be candid about this, they know how to win motor races down there, WTR with Andretti Autosport. As in now comes the 24 to get his pit stop away. Uh, you'd say fair play to the guys with the number 10 accurate. They've done exactly what needs to be done, as has the wheel and engineering Cadillac. Everybody's got to stop again, Jeremy. So they've taken they've taken uh, track position behind the safety car rather than an extra couple of litres of fuel. Sorry, who was that, John? Uh, both the 31 and the 10, it would seem, at the front of the field. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, and and it also in GTD Pro, the number nine car. You remember that was the only one of Fast the GTD car, Pro yeah. cars elected not to come into the pits. Uh, at the kind of earliest opportunity to get to the end of the race from here. Whoa! Oh, thanks. that was so close from Philip Eng. He was hustling around to get back to the pits to make his pit stop, and came yeah. upon track cleaning as he was diving down the hill towards Moss Corner and locked it all up and just missed the back of the air dryer. That was a really, really sketchy moment. As Not sure if he didn't see them or if he didn't see the flags. There should have been white flags out for cars moving slowly. There were definitely yellow flags waving. But Eng was trying to get his lap back, which he's done. Wow, that could have been very nasty indeed however i think no harm no foul and he will get round at the back of the rest of the eight gtp cars uh, on this lap as the gtp uh, and prototype split should i say is ongoing so we will get all of the prototypes in front of all of the gts catherine leg by the way now leading gtd in the green and white 66 jg wentworth NSX, that car quietly going about its business this weekend. Sheena Monk doing a good job early on. Catherine having taken over, sits fifth 
in GT and leads GTD at the moment. Yeah. This one's for uh, Andres. Uh, and the reason for that is that they elected not to make a pit stop this time around. I think all the other GTD uh, non-pro cars did come in. Incidentally, all of the GTD cars are now lapped behind the GTD pros. The reason for that, uh, and I, hate, I, I really don't like it, we, you know, we, we talk about it a lot that G, GTD pro and non-pro all treated the same. Well, they are in terms of technical specifications, but if the race leader is between the GTD pro leader and the GTD leader, at a full course caution, which was the case here, then the GTD pro cars get the wave around, yeah. uh, but the GTD cars do not. So now all of the GTD cars are a lap behind the pros. Not really relevant, but, you, know, no. but it, you, it's you have interesting to do it if the, one's ahead of the other. Yeah. yeah, but the number nine car, what I was saying, that was a car that went longest on its first it needed a much shorter fuel fill this time around and that is why it is leaped leap from the front in gtd pro number nine car there and 66 would be saying that didn't come in this time around going back to green number nine being the faf motorsports porsche jeremy talking about that back to green flag racing and it's philippe albuquerque who leads them out acura cadillac acura porsche porsche cadillac bmw porsche bmw now separated by four seconds as they went across the line the hall of the gtp pit field now back on the lead lap it's side by side at the front of GTD Pro as Ben Barnicott tried to have a go. Patrick Peely put two wheels on the grass coming out of turn one into turn two. They're behind Lexi at the moment. The EO Racing bright green GTD car. And they're battling for GTD Pro as they go over the rise between turns three and four. Now plunging down into the bottom of the hill with all the GTD runners just ahead of them. There was so sight, oh, there was a touch and they were both off the track. Ah, so actually Antonio Garcia nipped through there at turn one. So that's now not the battle for the lead. It's the battle for second because Antonio Garcia watching this happening in front of him through turn one, hangs back a little bit and then dives to the inside and does the old, oh yeah, buy one, get one free. Thanks very much indeed. I'm going through and following them through it all racing and Seb Prior in 10th in GTD. So he has got back ahead of the battle for the lead in GTD Pro. It's all going on in the GT classes. Yeah, it, it is, John. And uh, it, the, uh, the the big gainer from this full scores caution, I think, was the number 12 car. Uh, which uh, started from the back, of course, had to make a, a drive through early on. I bit the seventh place now is Aaron Tielitz, and that Lexus number 12 is fast. Right, we've got a couple of cars in the pit lane. Incident responsibility for the WeatherTech car. That was the Aston Martin incident. Daniel Junkadea for WeatherTech. That car being given incident responsibility. Also, there'll be a drive through for Philippe Eng for what's been called. Uh, unjustifiable risk the drive through there that is very interesting indeed for the number 24 BMW M Team RLL hybrid V8 so it will have to come in and there's problems for Alexis in the pit lane is this a championship leader here Adam 
championship leader, the number 14, Ben Barnicket. Jack Hawksworth put it on pole to start the race earlier today. A lot of white smoke fuming from this car, and now they're going to put the hood back on. Wonder if he did some radiator damage. Uh, not sure if the smoke is from the brake ducts or indeed the engine, but they seem to think it's from the engine. They dropped the car off the air jacks. They're signaling to each other. Maybe we'll have to take this behind the wall. Travis, who's the uh, lead engineer on this car, now talking to the guys up on the box, but it looks like the streak of podiums dating back to March of last year is about to come to a close for the 14 Lexus. Huge championship implications. They're trying to cool down the left front of that car and it's going behind the wall. Massive this, Jeremy, wow, for the yeah. championship, moving into the second half of the season. And what a run they've had, what momentum Lexus have had in both of the championship. There's talk of this car, or at least one like it, going into the WEC next year whilst they wait for the new version of their GT3 car to come online. And that is a real turnabout at the top of the championship, Jeremy. Absolutely, it is heartbreak for that uh, Vassar Sullivan Lexus team. They've been absolutely flawless this season. And just uh, curious, as you have two engine uh, problems. Well, I don't know whether it's an engine problem or not yet, but it certainly wasn't number 12 car this morning after the warm-up. That car was into the pits. There's uh, Frederick Shandorf uh, muscling his way through some traffic there in that McLaren. He's set the fastest lap in the race fairly recently in uh, GTD. Uh, by the way, number 70 car, and Shandorf is absolutely flying. That's up now into yep. the fourth position. Or is it third? Has he got, uh, no, he hasn't he, gone past he, uh, Phil Ellis yet, has he? He has just gone past Phil Ellis uh, and Mike Skeen, so he is up He's into... He's both of them, yeah, yeah okay, he, right. That was another buy one, get one free. So ahead yeah. of him uh, is the... Oh, no, actually, that is Mike Skeen, still just uh, ahead of him, I think. Uh, but he, he has taken a couple of cars. He must have gone by. Um, he must have gone by the court of car as he went through. So Inception Racing uh, going through past the Mercedes and the Heart of Racing car as well. Actually, that was the other car, Martin Sorensen, that he went past there. So another buy one, get one free for the McLaren, the red and black car. Let's go down to Shea Adam for an update on the championship leading. Lexus from GTD. There was water everywhere in the engine bay where it shouldn't have been, so they've taken it back to the behind the wall so they can get more eyeballs on it. They think a hose could have come off or it could be a punctured radiator. GTD Pro, I should have said it was the number 14 car, Ben Barnicott, then behind the wall after, frankly, a perfect run from Jack Hawksworth and the team to get pole position and lead the race. Tonio Garcia for Corvette now leads in an area of the world where GM is very big, got a manufacturing plant not too far down the road from Bowmanville. Then it's Porsche in second with Patrick Peely and Faf Motorsport, very much a Canadian team. And Daniel Hunkadea for WeatherTech Racing in third position. In GTD, Catherine Legg leads for Gradient Racing. New clothing partner for them this week, Chervo, the premium golf apparel manufacturer. Catherine and the rest of the team uh, looking very smart uh, this weekend. Catherine now an ambassador uh, for that particular clothing manufacturer and has 2.6 seconds on Brian Sellers in second and Phil Ellis in third for Winwood Racing. Then the fast restarting Frederick Shandoff for the McLaren 
Mike Skeen for Team Court off in the dark coloured number 32 Mercedes and the heart of racing Aston makes up the top six. Yeah. Big long trade of cars though, GTD does a fabulous battle uh, all, uh, all up and down that field. The uh, Aaron Tudis hasn't made any progress just yet. He's He's uh, behind Marco Sorensen, who did lose a couple of positions, or one position, this, uh, after that restart to the McLaren. There's charging toward the front in GTD. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, uh, a couple of laps ago, Philippe Albuquerque just uh, set the new fastest lap uh, of the race at a 107.5 in car number 10. Hasn't pulled away much, though, if at all, from Alexander Sims. But Colin Brown, he slipped a couple of seconds back in that third position in car number 60. And he's got close company for, from that Maddie Campbell in the Porsche number 7. VP Racing in race update. We will be looking for a single nomination from the broadcast crew for BDO. They know accounting tax and advisory service is and we're looking for their BDO Nose Strategy Award this afternoon still to play out with around about, not exactly an hour, Alex Sims, Alexander Sims for Whelan puts the fastest lap of the race in for his car, 107.591 that's a tick of the clock away from the fastest lap of the race which is only a about a second and a half away from the DPI lap record from last year, which is Tom Blomqvist's Acura. And those cars at the moment, the top three, as Jeremy said, separated by two seconds. LMP3, it's Junior 3 racing for the first time ahead in that particular contest. Tenth overall for Garrett yes. Christ in the That's Leisure. Right. Yeah, after the restart, he got past Felipe Fraga. Did Garrett Christ, a local driver, from uh, Grins Grimsby, Ontario, lives now in Ni Niagara Falls, but he's from Grimsby originally, and uh, he's made that pass for the lead just after the restart for Junior 3 Racing, so that's number 30 car. Leads now for the first time today, it had been number 74 car, Gar Robinson, absolutely dominating the first stint, but that full course caution has uh, not played in favour of that team because it brought everybody else back into the picture, and Garrett Griss has taken opportunity to move into the lead. Shea Adam, question for you, coming in from Max on at IMSA Radio. Why is the 97 BMW from Turner Motorsport now in the GTD class when it was in GTD Pro, the last race at Watkins Glen? Shea, what's the thinking behind them swapping back and forth between classes? Factory BMW Hello, driver, he joins the car for the endurance races. Start again, and John Sorry, we just is the start of that. Oh, John Edwards is the answer to that because he is a factory BMW driver, meaning that they have two of those at their disposal for the endurance races, meaning they cannot race in GTD as it is because you need two silver and or bronze Ranger drivers to be in GTD when we are in a race longer than our two hours and 40 minute contest. So in order to have John join the team, they run a GTD Pro and that way Chandler Holt does minimum drive time and then hands over to two factory BMW guys to try and get it done. Excellent stuff. Thank you, Shea. And there you go. Uh, Max, ask and thou shalt receive. Hello to Corrine, Sarah, who's in Saskatchewan in Canada, out in the garden, listening on IMSA Radio. XM, uh, Sirius XM 207, RS2 around the world. Uh, and, of course, on the uh, Sound and Vision at uh, IMSA TV. No subscription required for that, IMSA.TV or IMSA Radio on the video page there as well. 
outside of the US. You can be following along via player across Europe and particularly via player extra in the UK. That is a free-to-air channel on the Sky uh, platform and others. Full HD if you can grab the television this Sunday evening, just approaching 7 o'clock. Into the pit lane for the JG Wentworth Acura. Catherine Legg had not made the stuff. However, Jeremy, this is their last stop from here, I reckon. So they Absolutely. are making their last stop now. This has actually worked out rather well for them. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you, John, because I don't think anybody else uh, can get to the end. They should, they'll, they'll comfortably stay on the lead lap here. Uh, and uh, now we'll see what sort of pace uh, Catherine has. The Acura has been really strong this weekend. She was right up there in the timing charts in, one, in the practice sessions uh, yesterday. So uh, yeah, it's looking uh, it's looking pretty pretty good for this gradient racing team. I think it was a good call to stay out there, get that track position. They're going to lose the track position now, but they're, they're going to be uh, in clean air, and she can turn some fast laps. Uh, this could be very very promising for gradient racing. Yeah, and uh, back out onto the circuit. Catherine will take it to the end. Sheena Monk started uh, this car running in the lead position of GTD through their strategy, as Jeremy said, quick in the practice and uh, not maybe getting the qualifying that she, they wanted. Sheena Monk a little bit disappointed with herself when she was talking to Shea and Michelin Countdown to Green uh, earlier on. Catherine Legg has got that car rolling, got a nice balance to the car, I would say, at the moment, and they have done their last pit stop. Now, why is that important? If you're watching this type of racing for the first time, the likelihood is that we could get, coulda, shoulda, woulda, get another intervention from the safety car. So if you've done your last pit stop now, you can stay out and when everyone else comes in the pit lane for their splash of fuel, you will cycle to the front or closer to the front of the field. Uh, even if everybody else has to do a green flag pit stop, you've got the advantage of newer tyres right now to close the gap on them. And remember, Catherine came in from out of the lead. She's now got to get her foot down for the next four or five laps and try and hold that as well. That's how the thinking is going on. And we are looking for our BDO Nose Strategy Award. Just one award for both of, uh, for all four of the classes here. Yeah. So keeping our eyes on who has done what in terms of their pit strategy. Also battles, real battles on the track. And significant moment there as the 0-1 of Renger van der Zander goes a lap down to Philippe Albuquerque and Alexander Sims in the Konica Minolta Acura and the Whelan Engineering Cadillac. So the unhappy day for the Cadillac 0-1 with that gold front continues as into the pit lane for the leader. So 54 minutes remaining. Just what we were talking about there with getting the last pit stop in first. This is tactical. They don't need the stop now. They're going to force everyone else to make that decision. Shit, Adam, this should just be a splash of VP Racing Fuel. No tires. They did do the windshield tear off for Philippe Albuquerque, and they are waiting on the fuel and the energy replenishment, which happens by dint of the fuel nozzle being attached. Now, Philippe goes back out, so not even a full load. He didn't need it because it hadn't been that long. Also into the pit lane on this same strategy, the number five, JDC Miller Motorsports Porsche, as we have a yellow flag at the final turn. What was that for? Somebody has spun, and the somebody 
is sixth position in the... Well, that's got to be one of the prototypes, hasn't it? Is that... Yes, it is. It's the number four car that's gone around George Dykos for RV Motorsports. I heard some Michelin tyre squeal. He's got it halfway across the track at the exit of turn number 10, White's Corner. Full course yellow. He stalled the car. Oh, my goodness. So just what we were... Now, who got in there? Who came into the pits right as they came... As that came out, it was the 31 Alexander Sims. Ah, did it get in to the pit lane? Yes, it did. It was right on. It was right on 23 seconds past the minute where the full course yellow came out at 23 seconds past the minute. So he has gone through. Wheel and Engineering Cadillac not risking them being called for coming into a closed pit. But how important is that going to be for Timon van der Helmer, who came in in the JDC Miller Motorsports uh, Porsche 963 for the number 10 of Philippe Albuquerque and also Jeremy Shaw, just what we were talking about, about the 66 JG Wentworth uh, Acura from Gradient. That is a huge call as those cars had just come back out. They're stacking up behind the safety car now. Ah, the pits are not opening. It's a short yellow. Yeah. As you were. Explain short yellow. Yeah, 15 minutes after a green flag, after a restart, uh, anything, uh, any other full course caution within 15 minutes of the restart is it means a short yellow. We will not, the pits will not be opened during this sequence. Uh, we went green with an hour and seven to go. Uh, this caution came out with how long to go? 52, 52. 53, so yeah. It was, it was jolly close to that 15 minutes. Um, I tell you what. Not quite, so uh, that's, not, that's uh, bad news for that team, but brilliant news for the number 10 car and the number five that have now made their final pit stops. Um, however, I, I, do you know what? I think that Whelan car would have been allowed that pit stop because uh, it was committed, literally, uh, it, was, it was on the pit lane uh, marker on the um, uh, pit lane entry as the full course yellow was called. Uh, literally, it came out 54 minutes and 23 seconds past the hour, and Alexander Sims came in at 54 minutes and 23 seconds past the hour. So, yeah, well, did, it, did he get to the commit line? That's the uh, that's the question there. Uh, well, he'd been the past the commit line because he was actually at the pit lane sensor. Well, there you go. Okay. However, well, they didn't want to risk it. No, we need now, to try and have a chat with them about that one that said it's not the advantage that everybody hoped for who made their last pit stop but what they've got back jeremy is their pit lane stationary time because now they're backed up behind the safety car and so for let's say catherine lake who came in from the lead and dropped the better part of 50 seconds to the leader in gtd she's now going to be in the safety car train albeit uh, 11 cars behind the leader but literally 11 cars behind the leader and that'll be it see above comment for Philippe Albuquerque and the Koninkin Minolta Acura who dropped again 45-50 seconds uh, behind the leading Acura he's going to end up something like 
five or six seconds behind as they go back to green he doesn't have to stop again right so uh, it's, 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 it's played into the hands of uh, several teams particularly as you said number 66 car in gtp it's number uh, 10 and a number five that will benefit massively from this because they're done in terms of pit stops everybody else will have to make a pit stop but i think this will be the end of this race and so uh, wow uh, and for number 31 car oh, really unfortunate for them that lost um, i guess they lost a couple of positions today because they've got still back third number seven car yeah as well yeah the, the, on the previous lap he came around ahead of the uh, excuse me yeah uh, behind number seven car so they're in third position right so they only, co only cost them two positions but uh, and ultimately they haven't lo lost a, okay we were saying in the porsche case the race track position is king they haven't lost a lot of real estate uh, what they've lost is a couple of track positions but they're going to be right up the tailpipes of matt campbell and colin brown when they restart what they've got to watch which all of those cars have now got to watch the top six have got to remember that philippe albuquerque is, is fueled to the end and albuquerque has got the opportunity here to make it he doesn't really have to try that hard now he doesn't have to pass cars because unless this is a very young long yeah but no actually nobody can go at the end that's ahead of him here even if we have extended yellow here surely nobody can go at the end jeremy no they can't so uh yeah they're in uh, they're in great uh, condition here no question about it live by the safety car die by the safety car often yeah we say that about uh, traffic well absolutely quality stuff uh, dramatic says ollie not sure where you are in the world he says what a dramatic race this year i'm happy uh, hashtag michelin prt our visual part of the race ends shortly after the checkered flag and a few interviews but that's the start of the conversation on IMSA radio as we have michelin post race tech for you hashtag michelin PRT points arising questions that's something that you've noticed something you need clarifying or just generally want to have a rant or praise that's fine too it is the show that is driven editorially by what you submit on IMSA Radio RS2 via imsaradio.com and the listen live feature after our world TV broadcast we'll also bring you up to date with the championship standings and have some additional driver interviews from around victory circle that's all to come on michelin prt at imsa radio hashtag michelin prt you ready for this jeremy uh yeah <laughs> hold your breath this is going to be fun i think are we going to have some more argy bargy with just on three quarters of an hour to go Stand by, everybody. Shuffle to the front of your seats if you're not already standing up as we are. Oh, big slide by Colin Brown. He lit up the rear tyres. The Michelin's trying in protest as he tried to get on the throttle, but the Acura is just about held onto it as he goes through ahead of Matt Campbell. Over the top of the rise under the Chevrolet Grand Prix walk over bridge. Colin Brown has made the restart from. The number seven Porsche Penske Motorsport 963. Then Alexander Sims hunting around. What about Philippe Albuquerque? What's he doing? He's playing it pretty curled. Cool. Doesn't need to be right up the tailpipes of Conor De Filippi in the BMW right ahead of him. 
but now he's closing in and he's closing into uh, that is the uh, Porsche number six. So what's happened yeah. to Renger van der Zander in the 0-1 Cadillac? He's behind them. He's behind them. So Albuquerque has gone through. So he has made a couple of positions. Now he's side by yeah. side with the Porsche and makes that look relative. Not made that look easy going round the outside at the end of the Andretti straight. My goodness, that number 10 car has got some pace on new yes. tyres, I would guess, at this part of the race. But the sixth car lost a couple of positions on that, la on that lap uh, because, uh, yeah, he, 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 he's strong. He's got passed by number a 10 car and the uh, 01 as well. So Renke van der Zander went past Nick Tandy. Philippe Albuquerque went past Nick Tandy. Porsche fans, don't panic. We have seen in the past that the 963s do need a little bit of care and attention bringing the tyres back up to temperature and pressure and there's no better driver to do that The Bedfordshire's finest, Nick Tandy. The, the number 24 car, by the way, John, uh, Philip Eng, that just made a pit stop yeah. uh, after we went back to, as we went back to green, so he's good to go now. He's, uh, apart from number 10 and number 5, which already made their stop, final stops before that caution period, Number 24 car has now made his final stop. So if there is another false cause caution, they'll play into his favour. So now, how long do these other leaders uh, stay out uh, before making their final stop? Yeah, if you haven't got an entry list handy, the 10 is the black and blue. Conning Minolta, Acura. The 5, the bright red, JDC Miller Motorsports Porsche. And now the 24, BMW, in the hands of Philip Eng. Bright yellow uh, Porsche, sorry, uh, the uh, number five car for JDC. Yeah, Miller he's doing a really nice job, uh, Tom and Vanderhelm. Yeah, uh, hang, hanging right there with uh, Nick Tandy and uh, Con well, Conrad Filippi directly ahead of him, number 25 BMW. Nick Tandy oh. directly ahead of both of those two. There's been a change in wow. GTD Pro. No, there hasn't. Uh, Patrick Peel is still sitting in there behind. There wants to be. Corvette, there wants to be. Yeah, very good point. Patrick Peelier hunting down the Corvette that leads. And then Daniel Juncadella from WeatherTech Racing is only a couple of three cars behind. The problem is they are all GTD cars. And at this stage of the race, pretty much all of those GTDs have got a pro driver in. So in terms of performance potential, they're all exactly the same. Colin Branch has gone through to clock up the fastest lap of the race at 107.562. Matt Campbell, not to be outdone, well, was slightly by about a tenth of a second, has just put the 963 number seven car's fastest lap of the race in. But it's the GTD battle that is absolutely outstanding at the moment. Brian Sellers leads GTD. And the number 97 car at the moment needs to be dealt with. That's the blue and black turn of BMW by the pro leader it has been and following through Patrick Peelier in very much the local team Faf Motorsport they normally run with a little more plaid on the car than they've got this weekend young Adela's not that far back in the mainly white with the blue and red swooshes of of uh, WeatherTech on it as he tries to get through that slew of cars and Brian Sellers still leading 
in the GTD category from Windward Racing in second, the 57 car, that's the blue and black car, the AMG behind him, and then Frederick Scharndorf, good run for the McLaren here, and Inception yeah. Racing, the black and red number 70 in third in GTD, Jeremy. Yeah, very much so. Uh, we saw Scharndorf charging uh, in between the those two caution periods, uh, and uh, he's, he's now right up behind the Windward Racing car and that is a battle for second and third position as you say so he, he's uh, yeah just uh, as yeah, Mike Skeen ahead of Mike Soros so it's it's uh, Brian Sellers, Philip Ellis, Frederick Shandorf pretty much uh, pretty much nose to tail very short gap back to Mike Skeen then Marco Soros and number 27 Harter Racing Aston Martin then the Lex Varantin it's who uh, who has made up uh, has who's fallen back then Number 14 car is in the pit lane. That's one that had a problem with it. Scott's, sorry, scratch that. But really quick lap times by our race leaders, John. They're now lapping regularly the GTP cars in the sevens. Uh, as you said, the fastest lap of the race for Colin Brown a couple of laps ago. Uh, but now also into the sevens uh, on, the, on, that, on this last lap, Matty Campbell and uh, Alexander Sims. So the top three cars, Acura, Porsche, Cadillac, running uh, pretty much nose to tail and running very similar lap times and pulling away from Renga van der Zender, who's just set his fastest lap of the race, a 107.895 this time around. Philippe Albuquerque is the first car in the blue and black Acura ARX 06, the number 10 car that has made what we believe is its last, fit, last pit stop. Is it last pit stop time for that car? Shit, Adam is down in the pit lane and has been quizzically staring at people and waiting for them to break and give them the honest truth about where they stand fuel-wise, yeah? I really appreciate how honest people are with me. Uh, several of the teams in GTD feeling like they are good on fuel. A couple of the cars with higher burn rates not, though, and those would be the Mercedes. I just got the update from Baz Leiders with uh, Inception. He says McLaren should be okay. So Frederick Shandor has it turned up to Rich right now to try and get track position. That doesn't necessarily mean that he can keep running like that to the end of this one. And here are the pit stops at the front of the field. Did not expect to see Catherine Legg coming in either. I thought that was her last pit stop just before the yellow flag. I think that's a problem. Meantime, at the front of the it field, is. Matt Campbell is in. The 31-wheel and engineering Cadillac is in. Renga van der Zander is in. So Philippe Albuquerque, of course, vaults past them, having made his last pit stop just before the last yellow and is now less fewer than eight <laughs> seconds behind Colin Brown. Shea Adam watching the stops. Fuel only for all of the prototypes you just mentioned, John. No tire changes for any of them. And windshield tear-off is all they gave Renger van der Zander. But other than that, fuel for those cars. The Acura of Catherine Lake into the pit lane. It looks like it's going to be a lengthy stop there. Now pulling off the left rear tire. So it could be something suspension related to that Acura. That is very unlucky. They nailed the tactics. All right. They got a little bit of luck uh, given that the yellow flag came out. But that's why you make the last stop first and they came out the first position in gtd let's not forget so you can't say they were looking at that point they'd gone long they'd played the cards that they'd been dealt and that looks like an unfortunate mechanical for the jg went with green and white gradient racing machine now into the pit lane nick tandy for his last pit stop with the purple 
pit lane running lights comes down for what will be a splash of fuel and still the Acura of JG went with the 66 gradient car sitting in the pit lane little bit of struggle getting the fuel hose into the left hand side the hand from a member wow that was about four or five seconds that's all they were close to the end of the race and Nick Tandy now with a spin at Moss Corner and it's an accident between the Lexus and one of the BMWs. It's one of the Turner cars. That is the number 96 machine that's gone around. That's Aaron Tealit and Robbie Foley who've come together. And the suspension damage to the left front of the Liquid Molly Turner, Turner BMW. And that, I oh, now, can that car struggle about 20 metres forward and to the left? Otherwise, we're going to have another yellow flag. And that is going to, there goes all the advantage that Philippe Albuquerque had. Colin Brown, I reckon, needs to be in the pits right now. Yeah, Brown needs didn't. to be in the pits right now, that number yeah. 60 car. If they're done, he's gone through. Right. He's gone through, Jeremy. This might yep. be the race right here. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, he had an opportunity to come in, certainly, but uh, he didn't. Lexus has got going again after that contact, but number 96 car doesn't seem to be going speed. anywhere. Lexus is not the speed. Time uh, for, for that turn of sport team. It's looking so good this weekend. So the 12 Lexus was the car that was involved, and it's moving slowly. The number 14 Lexus is in the pit lane, and the 96 BMW from Turner is not moving. Race control. We'll be talking to the team to find out what's going on. And we've got full course yellow again. This is disaster for Colin Brown. They are going to lose that track position that we talked about being so important in Porsche Keys to the race. And Philippe Albuquerque will end up leading this race, having made his last pit stop. They are looking really smart now. Now, how did this all come about? It was the leader going through that slightly unsettled Ben Barnicut and he had to get offline. The door was left open down the inside, but the turn of BMW may be coming a little bit quickly. Robbie Foley, perhaps a little bit of a low percentage lunge there. We'll let race control sort that one out. Certainly no intent there, right in front of the Corvette that's leading GTD Pro. And again, a class leader seeing a bit of contact right in front and he's just out well, just out of the way of being able to get that car behind now, the wall what a shame question, question is John, can the number 60 car get to the end of here with this extra oh. caution period? the pits will be open now uh, so we'll go through the whole pit stop sequence uh, it'll be open, first of all for the prototype cars because it, it hasn't been 15 minutes before we went back to green, but the previous caution was a short yellow, so the pits yeah. were not open during the last sequence. They will be this time, so that's going to take up a, you know, at least 15 minutes worth. And can the number 60 car now potentially get to the end? We'll find out whether they bring the, that car into the pit lane uh, once the pits are opened. Shea Adam has news from. Radiant Racing and the JG went with blue and grey number 66 Acura. That car came in from the lead, made its last pit stops first and was looking in pretty good shape here. And then that's an unexpected stop. What's going on? Uh, cat lost brakes. That was the problem for the 66 Acura. It's still in the pit lane. The work continues. 
Ah, that's a shame. And nothing you can do with that. Uh, this is not a circuit that you can drive without brakes. Few at racetracks are, to be honest. Right, very quickly, let's have... With 33, call it 34 minutes to go, VP Racing in race update. At the front of the field, Colin Brown uh, yet to make his third stop in the number 60 Acura ARX 06. Has behind him Philippe Albuquerque, who is fueled to the end for sure in the Konica Minolta Acura from Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport, the Konica Minolta car, the blue and black machine. BMW, M Team, RLL have worked their way through to third position in the number 25 car. JDC Miller Motorsports, the bright yellow Porsche 963, Timon van der Helm, but Mike Rockefeller started that car. The number five, bright yellow, the banana boat, the yellow submarine, call it what you will. Uh, in only its, what, third outing with the team. Uh, that car now in fourth position, ahead of Porsche Penske Motorsports 963 in the hands of Matt Campbell. And we know that those two Porsches have made their final pit stop, as has the number 31 Cadillac, Wheel and Engineering, the black uh, rear end, or dark grey rear end, and the red front end of the 31, Alexander Sims behind the wheel. Uh, Nick Tandy's made his last pit stop. He can go full rich to the end as well in seventh place in the number six Porsche Penske Motorsport 963. Uh, yeah. C above comment for Renga yeah. van der Zander in the Cadillac and Philip Eng in the 24. Yeah. No, it, it's really only the number 60 car, John, Correct. That, uh, that kind of maybe owes us a pit stop, and that's what we're going to find out very, very shortly. Maybe. If, uh, I mean, they had the opportunity to come in, and uh, there's a lot, lot of brain power on that Shank racing team. Uh, Dale Wise, who for many years was a uh, strategy engineer, he retired recently. Uh, Dale's been uh, in this sport a long, long time, back in the old uh, true sports days, actually. And we've been, been with Mike there pretty much since they set, set up together, because Mike initially ran a, a Formula yep. Ford car out of the true sports uh, shop Pits. way, way back in the 90s. And, um, yeah. Pits are open for the prototypes, Jeremy. So, so we've done the number six. We've done, yeah. the, we've done the GTPs quickly. Let's run through the LMP3s. It's still Junior 3 Racing leading uh, with their Ligier number 30 from Philippe Fraga and Matthew Bell. 74 Riley, the blue and orange cars, got ahead of the two AWA cars, 13 and 17. That's the two uh, AWA Decades, Matt Bell and Wayne Boyd. Joao Barbosa for Sean Creech Motorsport. Back on the lead lap at that 33 car. Should have mentioned that earlier on, actually, the Ligier in the Stars and Stripes colours. GTT Pro, 20 Garcia for the bright yellow number three Corvette from Patrick Pelier in the plaid and black Faf Motorsports Porsche number nine. Daniel Ucadea uh, for WeatherTech Racing, the white car with the blue and red swoosh on it. That's your top three in GTD Pro. In GTD, Brian Sellers uh, in the red, white and black Paul Miller Racing BMW leads from Winward, the black and mid-blue 57 Mercedes-AMG GT3. Black and red, Frederick Schandroff driven Inception Racing. McLaren 720 is in third. That's number 70. Fourth Mike Skeen for Team Court of Motorsport. That's another blue and black car. The number 32, Marco Sorensen, Heart of Racing. Uh, again, another darker blue coloured car. That's the Aston Martin Vantage number 27. Sixth is Bill Oberlin in the 97 BMW. Uh, that's the, again, sort of the black and blue car as well, actually. Then Kai van Berlo for Kelly Moss Porsche with Riley, the 91 car. Trent Hinman for the bright 
at Yellow Fault Racing 77. And then Seb Prio in the AO Racing, that's Rexy. Uh, they are all on the lead lap. Add in Aaron Tealitz as well uh, in the number 12. So the top 10 in GTD all on the lead lap. Pit caller from the back of GTP, Shea Adam, a BMW heading down, a uh, BMW prototype heading down to see you. Kill tires and a driver change for the number 24 BMW M Team RLL. They have put Augusto Farfus, the starting driver, back in. Philip Bang jumping out of that car. Interesting move at this stage of the race. Put in a fresh driver. No, that that's just to get some testing in, uh, Shay. Uh, they're, they're, they're last in the pack. Uh, they're, they're, they're not going to make any progress from there, almost certainly. So, uh, you know, try, try and learn what they can. Give Augusto some more track time here. The interesting thing there, of course, was the number 60 car did not stop. Uh, and uh, we need to uh, clearly, from my perspective, Mike Shanks thinks they can get to the end of this race without making that final pit stop. And these, you know, three caution periods have certainly... Uh, made that potentially possible. What does he think? Well, he thinks, well, I'd love to hear it from the horse's I'm, mouth, but uh, he didn't stop there. He had another opportunity and didn't. So the last time they stopped, I reckon, uh, was Lap 68. 68. Yeah, so that is 31 laps ago. However, we have had 10 laps of neutralized race in that period. So they have yeah. been out, Colin's been out of the pit lane time-wise uh, for, what, 50 minutes already. And they've got 28 minutes to go. Yeah, that's right. They came in with about an hour and 15 to go. Oh, these, these cars, as we saw, they could do about, yeah, they could do about an hour. We saw the, uh, the car that went out longest, it was a Porsche, wasn't it, that ran an hour, number seven car, yep. uh, ran the longest in that first stint before coming onto pit lane, and IMSA works pretty hard to make sure that the uh, stint lengths that uh, are possible by these GTP cars are as similar as they can make it. Mm -hmm. uh, the number 16, number 10 car, they opted to come in a little bit sooner um, because from there, they were just making three, e it would have been uh, two three equal stints, two pit stops and three equal stints for them. But uh, this is just a fascinating motor race. And you know, can this play out now with this extra caution? Without this caution, they would have been really uh, struggling. Absolutely. But uh, with it, uh, possibly it's made the difference. Well, we won't know, John. I mean, for the BDO strategy call, we're not going to be making that, I can tell you now, at least from my perspective, until uh, one, uh, two hours and 40 minutes and whatever to finish, to, to, to take the, uh, the, the chequered flag. Hero or zero, that's the Brilliant. question at the number 60 pit. Uh, hello to Mitchell, who've switched over to listen to us for the last 30 minutes, but what a fantastic race we've had today at Canadian Town Motorsport Park. You're right, Mitchell, absolutely right indeed. Don't forget when we finish on the world feed for TV, we carry on on RS2 IMSA Radio via imsaradio.com. We've got Michelin post race tag. That's hashtag Michelin PRT at IMSA Radio and we'll rattle through some of your questions points arising and what you've thought of this weekend here at Canadian Tyre Motorsport Park. Hello to Blurfiend. Sprint to the finish chance of rain looks a bit grey tuning in live from a warm Florida this afternoon hello blow faint cheering the Porsches no doubt the best of which is sitting at the moment in fifth position but is fueled
to the end. The other question in my mind, Jeremy, and we've got to talk about this is in, in terms of our Porsche keys to the race. Yes, track position is king. So in that respect, you've got to say the 60 uh, Acura has done the right thing. They're still in the lead. But do they, need to, do they need to save a bit of fuel and therefore either lean off that Acura engine or ask Colin Brown to save a bit of fuel? Because the cars behind absolutely don't. They can do full rich, full bore, full fat all the way for the last 20 minutes or so. Absolutely nail on the head, John. Yes, that, that is absolutely the case. Uh, it won't be easy, I believe, for the number 60 car to get to the end from here. Uh, it's a bit of a gamble, uh, and yes, I think Colin Brown is going to have to save some fuel, but look, he's uh, shown in the past he's well capable of that, uh, well capable of everything else, looking for his fifth win here at uh, Canadian Time Motorsport Park in a perfect position to do so if he can stretch this fuel to the end. We've seen it's not easy to make passes here. Nope. He's going to have to be... Uh, and we also heard from Sebastian Bourdais how stressful it is mentally working your way through the traffic. He's got to work his way through the traffic and keep his uh, car perfectly positioned, not to allow any opportunity to Philippe Albuquerque. And we've seen how uh, desirous <laughs> Albuquerque is of victories in the past. It's not easy to save fuel when you're going through traffic either because that's when you need to be going back to the throttle nice and early. That's when you need to be leaving you're braking super late and staying on the throttle till the very last moment of your braking point when you're carving through traffic. Colin Brown is a very capable driver getting the opportunity with Acura of having been one of the leading lights in terms of pacing IMSA competition for some time. He's going to have, I guess, four, maybe five laps before he starts hitting the back of the traffic. I'd suggest that is not the time for fuel saving. That's the time he's got to try and get his foot down and try and break the toe with Philippe Albuquerque. We have 24 minutes remaining. A question mark over the number 60 Acura in terms of its fuel. I'm not even sure the team know. Michael Shank on the box was looking nervous as they came to the green flag. And Philippe Albuquerque has allowed Colin Brown to get away here. That's a fantastic restart by Colin as he goes down to the bottom of the hill at turn two. Now climbing up through Quebec corner, the uphill right-hander behind. Everybody will be trying to make moves. Everybody will be trying to fight for every single inch, centimetre, fraction of the circuit. Side-by-side, side, BMW and the 0-1 Cadillac. That's Augusto Farfus coming from the back of the field. He came, he's just got into that car to run it to the end. And he's battling with Renge van der Zander. No more doubtier competitor. He's got through as well. So Farfus has made up a, a position. It's not been a good day for the 0-1. The gold-fronted Cadillac from Cadillac Racing and Chip Ganassi. Somebody's just asked me, if that's gold, what is the Hertz car in WEC? That's Hertz Racing Gold. Very specific. And Cadillac have asked us to say that is the gold car in the Cadillac uh, stable. There's a gold, a blue, and a red car. Yeah, and there's, there's a yellow Porsche. Doing very well. gold Cadillac. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the yellow Porsche in fourth position with Timon van der Helmer behind the wheel has got the two works cars, the two Porsche Penske Motorsports wow. in behind him. And that's been a great run. Then uh, behind wow. them... Uh, and closing very quickly is Alexander Sims in a very yeah. quick 31 Cadillac. Yeah, that's exactly right because the uh, the number well, 
yes and no. He lost a position at the restart to number six car, and the number zero one, the other Cadillac, also lost a position, as you said a few moments ago, to Augusto Farfus. So the Cadillacs apparently struggling to get their tyres up to temperature at this restart. Mark Rio saying, did you enjoy this race as much as I have? It's not finished yet, Mark. Hold your breath. Across the top of the rise, down towards turn number eight, the right-hander at the end of the lap and into the S's. Time and Vanderhelm in the bright yellow JDC machine. And what a run it's been for JDC Miller Motorsport. John Church putting together a brilliant programme and getting that Porsche halfway through the season. Yeah, problem for, problem the, 57. for the 57. It's a left rear puncture. That is Phil Ellis from second. Not again for Winwood. Not again. Second position in GTD. And that happened just coming out of Moss Corner. Oh my goodness me, did they smash a mirror Mirror with a black cat whilst they were working, walking under a ladder? They have had no luck other than bad luck. Meantime, Porsche's in action at Moss Corner at the far end of the circuit from the start finish line. Big dive up the inside there by Matt Campbell. But Tyman van der Helm didn't need to close the door there. He was confident enough for these braking. Yeah. Ahead of him, the BMW of Conor de Filippi. Starting to close in on Philippe Albuquerque, who's lost about three seconds to Colin Brown. Brown is going for it here. He's yeah. trying to get, I think he's trying to get a gap before he hits the back of the traffic, Jeremy. Yeah, perhaps so. And he obviously feels confident, I think, that he can get to the end without having to save fuel. But uh, time in Van der Hel, that 19-year-old Dutchman, what a job he is doing in that fourth position for JDC Miller Motorsports. Uh, by far the youngest driver in, in the GTP ranks. There's, there's a few 28-year-olds, Matthew Jaminet, Maddie Campbell, uh, and, uh, and Tom Blomquist. But uh, he's nearly 10 years uh, younger than anybody else in GTP. Doesn't show it, does it? He's driving brilliantly at the moment, holding off those two factory Porsches. Also a great battle in LMP3, Junior 3 racing, Garrett Gris with Felipe Fraga on his tailpipes and Matt Bell chasing for AWA. That's 30, 74 and 13. And Felipe Fraga has just done the fastest uh, LMP3 lap of the race with a 112.7. However, Garrett Grist just did a 1.12.8. Yeah. That's the fastest lap of that car in the race. Competition is hot in all the classes at the moment. Brian yes. Sellers leads in uh, GTD uh, in the BMW number one by about a second and a half. Tonio Garcia about a second and a half ahead of the FAF Motorsport car. And at the front of the field, Colin Brown has got his foot down. He's trying to get into the distance. I'm sure he's trying to do this before he gets the traffic and before potential banana skins as he comes through the field, Jeremy. That's right, and uh, <laughs> boy, he's turning a pretty good pace. 108.5 last time around for our uh, race leader, Colin Brown, and he's pulled out 3.3 seconds over the uh, the other Acura of the, the Conica Minolta car. Wow, this is a tremendous run by uh, those two in third position. Conor Felipe, what a job he's doing right now. He's turning uh, his... You know, laps only a couple of tenths away from his fastest of the race. 108.6 last time around for Conor Di Filippi in at number 25 BMW in third place. We are into the last moments of this race. 18 minutes to go. That's going to be about 15 laps, maybe a little fewer at the end of the race. And where are you going to put your money? I'm not sure at the moment. It's certainly not over. The number five, Timon van der Helm, still holding on to fourth position. 
with four hugely experienced drivers sitting behind him. Matt Campbell, works Porsche driver. Nick Tandy, works Porsche driver. Alexander Sims, works Cadillac and former works BMW driver. And let's not forget our Gusto Farfus is only another 1.1 seconds further back. He's just put the number 24 BMW's fastest lap of the race in and a 108.7. And right. he's just I, coming back into the picture well, as well. Uh, then jump behind Farvers is the guy who won this race last year, that's Rekka van der Sander. In ninth position for Cadillac Racing, that's astonishing. Certainly wouldn't have expected that at the beginning of the day. You talked about fastest laps in LMP3. Well, Garrett Grissons just responded with a 1 minute 12.4. That is a new benchmark fastest lap by the leader in LMP3. What a battle that has been now. We've got pretty much five cars separated by what by about three seconds four or five seconds at the moment lmp3 and gtd well yeah usual stuff at imza radio hashtag michelin prt for post race tech we're gonna have a lot to talk about here and we've still got to work out who we give the strategy award to our bdo no strategy for accounting tax and advisory services we're looking for the strat best strategy in the race. Some beautiful trophies that have been given out this year. Who gets the one for CTMP at the moment? We don't know because it could be Shank Racing. They might have played an absolute blinder and had the slide rule out and got the logarithmic table sorted and made sure that it's all fine. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. How about the other classes as well? Junior 3 Racing have played a blinder in LMP2 to get themselves ahead of Riley in the two AWAs. Paul Miller Racing, has that been strategy? Has it been speed? Has it been uh, a little bit of both? See that of Corvette Racing as well. I do feel a little bit for Gradient Racing. I thought they nailed it, but brake problems have dropped Catherine Lake back down to 12th position and off the lead lap. She has rejoined in the green and white Acura number 66. But having pitted from the lead at a perfect time, it wasn't to be for them with that brake issue. Here's the critical night time now, I think, in this, uh, in in this race. Uh, with 15 minutes remaining, uh, the leaders working their way through the GTD traffic. Down through turn two. And there's a lot of GTD traffic after the restart. Everybody battling themselves. Four, fifth, and six are all Porsches. And where is the BMW answer? Just going out of turn three, halfway down the straight to turn four. Colin Brown was three and a bit seconds ahead, but there was half a second taken out of the lead by Philippe Albuquerque last time, and the leader has yes. now cleared this little battle himself. But now he's on to another bunch of GTD cars, yeah. including some quick drivers there. <laughs> yeah. Right, some of the GTD pros now, Jeremy, actually. That's right. That's exactly right. And uh, this is just a fascinating contest. You say uh, that Abacot made up a bit of ground on Colin Brown. Yes, he did. But the race leader, it was a, a 1 minute 11.4 last time around. The previous lap was at 8.3, so it cost him uh, more than three seconds on that last lap. His traffic is absolutely critical. This is why we love multi-class racing. This is the spirit of endurance. This is proper racing. It's not just about racing the car in front. It's about racing the cars around you who are racing the cars around them. And you've got to be able to read what's going on 
and these are the final stage of the race with just under 15 minutes to go and everybody is battling there's no easy passes here even if you were a gtp on a gt3 car there's no easy passes right now and now we're going to find out whether alexander sims has got some kind of advantage over nick tandy coming out of moss corner He's right with him, and the two of the Porsches have pulled away a little bit. The BMW in the hands of Conor de Filippi, once again in traffic. First place car through the S's at the moment, and it's got a huge gap in front of him. Huge gap in front now. He's cleared the traffic. Antoine Comier in the number four RV Motorsports Ligier will be the next car. He's going through turn three at the moment as the leader goes through turn one. So that's the first part of danger that has been completed from Colin Brown in the number 60 car. And not only has he held on to that lead, Jeremy, he's extended it. It's now 4.7 seconds. So right now he can breathe, he can save a bit of fuel and keep his pace up before he hits the traffic again in what I would guess would be another two or three laps. That's exactly right. And uh, the guy who got, got through the traffic best really was probably Colin Filippi because he's only, uh, he's half the gap from 3.4 seconds uh, to 1.7 to Albuquerque ahead of him. So that BMW is, is very much in the picture here. We talked about it, what, 20 minutes or so ago. We said the BMWs are out of it. Uh, scratch that, they are not. No, not at all. It's all going very nicely indeed. At IMSA Radio, hashtag Michelin PRT. Once we have done with our World Fate TV duties, we'll have additional interviews from down at Victory Circle. We'll analyse what we've seen. We'll give you the point standings before we move on to the next round. What a weekend of motorsport we've had across the Radio Show Limited network of audio and visual channels with 18 hours of racing from Estoril for the 24-hour series. Uh, we've had uh, six hours of racing from Monza, another four hours of racing from the Nürburgring, and over four hours of racing here between the two big IMSA series. It's been busy, but my goodness, it's been worth watching. And if you've stayed with us all the way through and swapped and changed and had multi-screens going on, thank you very much indeed because it's been an absolute cracker. Colin Brown now six seconds to the good at the front of the field. This is looking better and better for Maya Shank Racing, looking for redemption after their indiscretion at Daytona. I'm gonna revisit that. Those of you that follow this series know that they were caught out for manipulating some data and disqualified from the Daytona 24 hours, that's cost them very dearly in the championship standings. And to be honest, Jeremy, since then, they've not looked in form and they've been quick at times, but they haven't got the results that they would have hoped for. This no, might be exactly. putting that right. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, they, they, they got a podium finish last time out, but that was inherited uh, with the uh, uh, technical infraction, minor technical infraction for the number six uh, Porsche. Uh, two weeks ago, it was they weren't disqualified from Daytona. They were just put to the back. Actually, allowed to keep their win, which is rather bizarre. Uh, but they they were they were put to the back of the field in terms of points and docked an extra 200 championship points as well. Uh, but you're right; it's not been the season they hoped for. Uh, and today is the opportunity now, with 10 minutes remaining, to turn that season around uh, in a Massively. very very positive way. 
meantime in GTD, it is Brian Sellers and Frederick Schandorf. What a run by inception here. The McLaren uh, really yet to find its feet in GT3 or GT4 form in IMSA competition, being successful uh, elsewhere. The new Artura was going well yesterday in the Michelin Pilot Challenge, but this is a good run from inception, and they are challenging, genuinely challenging on pace for the lead here with um, Team Kortoff in third and Paul Miller Racing leading that particular category. And I'm just going to say, Daniel Hunkadea has slowed and both of the GTD leaders have gone through. Shea Adam was listening to that car. I think as it went through, is there a, is there a bit of a flutter on the WeatherTech AMG, Shea? I don't think it's that car, actually, John. I think it's the 10 of Philippe Albuquerque. It just goes into turn one, and now it's making the strangest rumble out of the Acura engine. I hope all's okay with it. Hello to Jade Stoller and Tom Harder. Jade's are tuning in from Whitby, Ontario. Just about half an hour away from the track. Bitly disappointed, couldn't get there. But you are bringing me the sights and sounds of the race. Thank you very much for the kind word, Jade. And also Tom Harder. Uh, who is uh, in Ottawa or near Ottawa. Surely the BMW 25 has to be in the discussion for the BDO Nose Strategy Award. They made that very early pit stop work. It says hard to miss going to the Hatterwick to go the track this year due to work, but still listening and watching. We have got some deliberation to do for sure for our BDO Nose Strategy Award, BDO Nose Accounting Tax and Advisory Services, who has pulled the best strategic moves. But on the track, there's actual racing, actual fighting going on. About two cars lengths between first and second with eight minutes to go in GTD down towards turn one. Red, white and black BMW, black and red McLaren through turn one across the red and white curbs. You could not have two harder fighters than Brian Sellers and Frederick Shandoff. Neither of them will want to give this up. BMW leading at the moment in third place. It's Mike Skeen for Team Kortoff. And remember, second place in the championship with problems in GTD Pro. Uh, and uh, Vasa Sullivan not having their usual race here. They've been going so well. RT Litz down in sixth position at the moment in the yeah. number 12 car. Yeah, and he just got past uh, Trent Hinman uh, for that position, that past number 77 car. So Aaron Tillis is out, up, now up right behind Bill Arbelin in the Turner Motorsport number 97 BMW. Man, this is enthralling. I mean, right behind him and heading up the hill there. <laughs> now, we were talking earlier on about the teenager, Timon van der Helm sitting in fourth position. He's now just on a second behind a step on the podium with Conor De Filippi in sight. 1.2 seconds at the last timing line. But he's only got about half a second ahead of Nick Tandy and an off at the final corner. Ooh, for our leader. That is the leader, Felipe Frog, and the Riley car has gone wide. The Junior 3 racing no, 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 car. No, other way around, John. Yes. Other way around. Yeah, Junior 3 racing car, excuse me. And the Riley going through with Felipe Frog. It was Garrett Grist that went off the number 30. And an expression of some disdain from down in the Junior 3 ranks. 
AWA not that far back either. So it's Fraga who's gone to the front from Garrett Christ. Matthew Bell and Wayne Boyd are still right there as well. Wayne Boyd actually. Here it is, here it is. The oh, he got, that was a is. hip and surely a bit yep. of hip and shoulder there from the Ranch 74, Riley and Felipe Fraga. That would have been that would have been great on a hockey rink. But I'm not sure. Oh, he didn't leave room on the outside there, Jeremy. That's going to be looked at, particularly as that was for the lead of the race. And the guys at Junior 3 weren't happy about that. Marginal call, maybe, but it'll be looked at. It will be looked at at this stage in the race, surely. Yeah, no doubt about it, uh, John. That was a, uh, a uh, I mean, you can make a move at turn 10, uh, but you've got to be willing to push oh, the other guy off. Oh, huge incident. And that is the Cadillac 01 that has gone off. It's Renger van der Zander at the final corner. And that is looks like he's gone off uh, with brake issues. And he's been struggling. That car has not been in its full potential this week. And I reckon that's the win for Maya Shank Racing. Um, that might, it's, sorry, it's at turn eight. It's not the final corner. It's at turn eight, so coming off the Andretti straight, and the car has gone straight on. Huge lines, so some of the brakes were working, but not all of them, and that's from terminal velocity that that car has gone in. Uh, Renger van der Zander, you'll hear the applause from the crowd. That is their appreciation that he's all right, and that's not the first time that they have had big incidents this year. And oh, that's a brake failure. That is a brake failure or a stuck throttle. The front wheels were locked. The back wheels may have still been driving it on. He was right up behind the BMW. Dodges to the right and the left. And then he goes through. Oh, he just got Ooh. tipped and put onto the grass yes. by Conor de Filippi and head on into the tyre stack. Uh, Augusto Farfus. Uh, by Augusta Farbus, excuse me, yeah. Jeremy. Yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. No, all of the wheels are locked up, but that was as a represent. That was as a result of being eased onto the grass by Farfus. Now he yeah. had a minor overlap, and Farfus will say that he was driving his line. That's a huge incident, and very, very pleased to see that Renger van der Zander, after an immense accident at Spa in the FIA WEC, I'm pleased to see he's got out of that one all right as well. That was just straight to the scene of the accident there, Jeremy. Yeah, that was a scary incident there. I mean, as you say, top speed there, uh, probably in excess of 180 miles an hour at the top of the hill there before the break, area for turn eight. and. Yeah, he was uh, left no room at all on the outside of that corner by uh, Augusto Farfus, who, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to have another look at that one and the, see where, uh, you know, at what point the, there's was the a contact made between those two cars. There's a lot of runoff in the turn eight. I think the problem was that Renger was on the grass first and just couldn't get the car anywhere near, slowed down before right. he was back on to the hard standing of the runoff at that point he had his two left hand side michelins on the grass for quite some time took out a couple of the corex 
advertising boards. That wasn't an issue. The white flag's out, by the way. Um, rather unfortunate that we end the race like this. The good news is that Renger van der Zander uh, looks to be fine. He will be checked out after that kind of incident at the uh, infield care centre. So, our BDO No Strategy Awards. Michael Shank Racing for me. Meyer Shank Racing. Meyer Shank Racing, uh, says Jeremy. Shea Adam, yeah. uh, from your point of view? Meyer Shank Racing, hands down. Uh, I'll give an honourable mention to the number 25, making that early stop work for BMW Team RLL. Yeah, and a number five team too. I mean, they, had, they, they that was a great call by JDC Miller Motorsports uh, to come in right before that uh, caution. Correct. Uh, what about an hour ago? Uh, and that vaulted them from from eighth place to uh, just outside the podium. Yeah. So a great effort by that team. Really good effort. I mean, finishing ahead of the two factory Porsche cars, uh, and Time and Van der Helm, the youngster from. Uh, from the, the Netherlands doing a just an excellent job in the closing stages there. 19 years of age in one of these cars, wow. Yeah, I say the same as well for the Koenig and Minolta Acura. The second, third, fourth cars all made very clever pit stops just before the anti-penultimate yellow. However, I think for rolling the dice so far out, uh, we will give our BDO Nose Strategy Trophy to the number 60, Mayor Shank Racing with Kerb Agajanian. Um, back to winning ways, and in some ways, some redemption uh, after a quiet opening to the season, uh, after their uh, issues with authority and regulation <laughs> at the Rolex 24 Daytona. I'm being diplomatic well uh, when well I put. say that. People, well people will want to use more strong language than that, but uh, they've... Whatever we think about it and the other drivers and the other teams think about it, they have served their penalty as given by IMSA and they're out there under huge scrutiny. And let's not forget all of the extra regulation that has come in and the black and yellow flags that we saw uh, at the last race for uh, under-inflated tyres. Um, that's still in six hours of the Glen. So it will be a win as well for the Maya Shank Racing Acura with the Conic Minolta number 10 car in second. Conor De Filippi has BMW on the podium again in third position for the number 25, just off the podium. What a result for JDC. John Church and the rest of JDC take a bow, particularly your drivers, Mike Rockefeller and Timon van der Helm, who was mega in his last stint. Then yeah. in fifth position, the two, fifth and sixth, the two Porsche Penske's. Across the line then, behind the Chevrolet Corvette safety car. And it is a win for Acura and the number 60 crew. Shea Adam is with the winning team. Lots of celebration going on, but it is very muted down here for Meyer Shank Racing as no one has even dared to come off the pit box. The car has crossed the line, the crew is celebrating, but Mike and Tom are still up high. Uh, I'm not sure if I should climb up there or wait until they come down. We've had climb the up. Felipe Fraga-driven Riley Technology car come across the line, so that means that Gar Robinson has now won here, and Corvette Racing victorious at CTMP once again as Brian Sellers gets the third win of the season for Paul Miller Racing and their BMW. All right, you said climb up. 
I'll climb up. Uh, let's see if Mike's going to beat me down first, though, because uh, it is a very steep ladder, and it's kind of one person at a time. So there's going to be a ch th if, uh, there's also a penalty at the end there. Augusta Farfus has been given a drive through uh, for that incident with the zero one. So uh, he will take a penalty. Not sure that's going to change any of the positions, and of course can't give uh, anything back uh, to the car that didn't finish it. Yep, let's uh, jump in with Mike first because he's come down. Mike, congratulations. Uh, win in the shorter race. It was so close last year, but you guys got it done this year. Good on fuel, eh? Uh, we were, but, you know, we just had a little problem in that one stop, and then we needed to make an, an adjustment, either try to race these guys straight up, which is impossible, or just go for it. And we said, hell with it. We're going for it. It's a little redemption. A lot of nasty things were said about my team, my partner, my family. It's not, um, not warranted after January. This is all for them, the doubters. Congratulations, Mike. And let's step in here really quick with Tom Blungfist because we were talking with him earlier on, and you were saying you had a little unfinished business. Business finished now. Congrats. You're a race winner at CTMP. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, we had a bit of, you know, the racing gods were looking down on us a little bit today. Um, we rolled the dice there, you know, to try and go along, and the only way we were going to win that race really is if we, if the yellows kind of played into our, our corner, and, yeah, thankfully they did. So, uh, yeah, just so happy for the guys. Um, they worked their backsides off. All year long, really, you know, this car's been a lot of work. Um, we haven't had the, the greatest run of, of recent races, so uh, to get the pole yesterday and, and finish the job off today is, is just amazing. So, yeah, really super proud of everyone here um, at MSR, and obviously, you know, great to get the job done for Acker and HPD as well. Congrats to the whole team. You guys earned it this weekend. Yeah, we did, so, yeah, thank you. Now, if you want to stick with me, I'm going to try and work my way down and find more of our winners because I see one very happy Gar Robinson. Gar, you're a race winner here, man. We talked about it earlier, the possibility. Now it's a reality. What does it feel like? Oh, I was so ready to be dis so disappointed, but we caught the traffic so well, and uh, Felipe got through it better than uh, Garrett. It was a little bit of, as uh, Calvin Fish would say, argy-bargy at the end, but uh, I guess it was all good at the end, so uh, we'll take it. But, uh, yeah, it's a little bit different than how we usually do it, but... Uh, I'm happy for the close competition, and it's great to see uh, great to see them both push. Uh, Garrett and them did a great job. They had a, they were a great competition today, and uh, uh, we'll talk about it later. So, congratulations, third one of the year. Thanks, Jay. And if you'll stick with me yet again, I will move back because I see Madison Snow, and for him too, third race one of the year. Madison, uh, we've talked about this before. You and Brian, as a duo, have never won three races in a year. Now you still have more races to go. But what's it like to win in Canada? Uh, I mean, it's awesome. I think Brian and I have finished third here once before, but we uh, the podium's been a little bit elusive for us, and so being able to finish here on the top step is awesome. It further cements your place as championship leaders as well, and it reclaims the sprint lead. I know you've said in the past you don't care about the sprint championship, but Paul certainly does with Paul Miller Racing. So to be able to get the win while he's here, does that make it a little more special? Uh, it's always special getting a race win. I mean, a race win's the best thing you can come home with. 11th one of your career. Congrats. Thank you. Jeremy Shaw, what a race. Not the way we wanted to see it finish, but uh, happy to see Renga van der Zander step away from that big incident. Let's take GTD and GTD Pro first of all. Third win on the season for Paul Miller Racing. What a race from inception. And the McLaren team, Kothoff coming home in third. Plenty of battling. Uh, in that uh, particular category, which was close all the way through. Top 10 pretty much all uh, 
certainly the top eight, or no, no, top ten on the on the lead lap at the end there. Yeah, it was a tremendous uh, battle there. And uh, hats off to the uh, Vassal Sullivan Lexus team. A really good performance by Frankie Montecarvo and Aaron Tillich. They worked their way from dead last and having to make a drive through pit stop early on in this race to come back to sixth position. Uh, and that's uh, very good for their championship hopes. Of course, Brian Sellers and Madison Snow, they already led the points uh, over uh, Montecarvo and Tillich coming to this weekend. So, of course, they'll extend their lead, but it could have been a heck of a lot worse for that number number 12 Lexus. Could have been a heck of a lot worse indeed for that GTD Pro Corvette winning uh, in that ahead of FAF yeah. Motorsports and WeatherTech. Looked like yeah. uh, Daniel Hunkadella was saving fuel um, very heavily towards the end. Okay, uh, but certainly, yeah, it's the first win for, you know, since, was it Sebring last year for Corvette Racing, so uh, that's uh, what exactly what they needed. Uh, the problem for Jack Hawksworth and, and Ben Barnick at, uh, uh, you know, they, they finished, uh, they did finish, actually, didn't they, a long way down. Yes. Uh, but the good news is there's only five cars in GTD Pro, so they get fourth place points with the uh, Harder Racing Aston. Uh, of Ross Gunn and Alex Ribberess crashing out earlier on. So that's limited the damage hugely for Hawksworth and Barnicot. They'll, they'll still lead the points by, I reckon, now 96 over Daddy Junkadela and Jules Gunior. And Antonio Garcia and Jordan Taylor in the Corvette, we're just 13 points behind them uh, heading on to the, the next race at. Let's go, let's go down to Shea Adam, who's with Corvette. And Jordan Taylor, because uh, 100th race, 25th win, so that's a pretty good ratio for you. How good does it feel to get it done in Ron Fellows' backyard? Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, the Chevrolet Grand Prix to be in a Corvette here, uh, kind of our stomping grounds. To only have one car in the race is always difficult, but, yeah, it's a classic Corvette racing victory. We didn't have the fastest car most of the weekend. You know, made some good strategy calls early in the race to jump to the, to the guys, and then Antonio just stayed out of trouble on that last restart and, uh, yeah, just drove to the finish, fended off the, the Porsche and Mercedes. So, yeah, it's finally great to be back in victory lane and hopefully it's going to kickstart the second half of the year for us. can only go up from here. Great job, Jordan. Yeah, thank you. LMP3, great battle there as well. A little bit of bumping and grinding that saw Philippe Fraga for the Ranch 74 car. Uh, a very robust overtake to take the lead from Junior 3 racing near to the end. Jeremy, what does that do to the championship with AWA? Uh, and actually, Wayne Boyd got ahead of Matthew Bell at the end. Not sure if that was deliberate for the championship for AWA that they swapped those two around. Yeah, they did, didn't they? With uh, half a dozen laps to go, they no, I, I, I doubt it, um, because there was not there was only two points be between them uh, coming into this weekend, so it's very very tight there for between those two. So no, that won't be a, a strategic decision. That'll be uh, Wayne Boyd getting one over on his teammate Matthew Bell. Uh, but uh, Gar Robinson and Felipe Fraga, this is only the third round of the of the season long championship, and the number seventy four team won all three, so they're running away with it again in the points table. You know I, that win. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's desperate, uh, and no penalty has been called, I guess, by by nope. the stewards. Negative. Uh, okay, if that's they want, if that's the way they want them to race, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he stuffed the car right alongside him. It wasn't as if he just tipped him from behind, I don't think. Um, but it was a very bold pass, and Garrett Grist, yeah, local driver, of course, he'll be desperately disappointed to lose out on that one. He, 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 I think. Uh, Fraga just 
saw an opportunity, went for it, and and then pushed him off the road. I, I, that's not the way I like to see races won and lost, for it personally. And in the land of hockey, uh, it was a bit of hip and shoulder, uh, yeah. no doubt uh, about that. Uh, at the front of the field, uh, Acura, Acura, BMW will come to that in a moment. Let's go to Shea for a final interview whilst we're still on TV. Shea? Yeah, got to get in with Brian Sellers because at the beginning of the day, you weren't exactly in the best of moods. You were a little bit grumpy, but you were in the mood to go out there and win this race. Brian, finally getting it done at CTMP. What's it feel like? Uh, I'm a little grumpy on race morning every morning, so I don't think it's anything different. Um, it feels great. I mean, I'm just so proud of everybody, all the guys. Madison drove a great stint in the beginning. Um, you know, the best part is, is you really love going out there and mixing it up with the 27, the 57, all those guys. It's so much fun. Um, and, man, they keep you on your toes all the time. The McLaren was right there. Uh, Shandorf had been quick in practice, so I thought uh, it was going to get tough in the last few laps. Um, the yellow helped us again. Um, but I would have loved to, you know, battle out with him. But super happy for all the guys at PMR, BMW. Congrats, Brian. That's where we'll leave it for those of you watching on the World Feed uh, and on our various TV syndications. Stay with us on RS2 for Michelin Post Race Tech. What a weekend of racing from Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Uh, on behalf of the whole team in Canada, in London and, of course, in Charlotte, I'm John Hindorf for Jeremy Shaw and Shay Adam. Stay with us for Michelin Post Race Tech on RS2. It's next. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.